You're listening to the ESO Network, your station for all things geek. Hi, this is Will. And this is Casey from the band Heavy Things. And you're listening to We Podcast and We Know Things. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 116 of We Podcast and We Know Things. My name is Greg Hall. Alongside of me is almost always the best damn voice in the business, Sam Matoro. Excelsior. Oh, that's the that's perfect. I kind of was like torn between if you were going to do Pokemon or Stanley. No, Stanley comes first, my friend. Good. We have a jam-packed show for you today. It might not be the most news ever, but every single piece of news is insanely huge this week. For some reason, every trailer, every review, all of our impressions just happened to come out, and we lost a legend, so we're going to recap all of that this week. But if you're new to the podcast, we are the single source for all of your nerdy news in gaming, TV, film, music, and all things pop culture. We're basically spreading the good word of nerd one episode at a time. So be sure to join the We Pod Squad by hitting that subscriber follow button on all of your podcast services like iTunes, Stitcher, Spotify, TuneIn, iHeartRadio, wherever you get your audible goodness. And make sure to take one second, leave us the rating, leave us the review. It does not take long. It's the cheapest and easiest way to help the show grow. And boy, howdy, do we appreciate it. And remember also to follow us along on social media, on Instagram at We Podcast We Know Things, all one word, on Twitter at We Pod and We Know, all one word. Search us out on Facebook, just type in We Podcast and We Know Things, hit the little thumbs up like button, and then go to WePodcastWeKnowThings.com. If you missed any of that instruction, you can find it all right there. Links to all of our social media and our store. It's getting cold out. You might need a hoodie. Yeah, as, as I do since I'm wrapped up in a blanket. I'm wearing a t-shirt, shorts, and no socks. So it works out pretty well that it's 30 degrees outside. Uh, also, you can go to our Patreon there where every single month you give us a little bit of monetary gains, either a dollar, two dollar, five dollars, whatever you can afford. Uh, and then we give you a reward back for that, whether it be uh, e-cards, whether it be monthly shout- or weekly shout-outs on the show, whether it be a monthly top three that you give us and participate along with us, or $25 gets you on the show for an entire segment of your choice or if there's one story you really want to talk about hell we'll turn that into a big story and you can hang out with us and just talk about one thing for 25 minutes who cares but that would be what you get for helping us out so all of that at wepodcastmenothings.com right at the top of the page there's links to everything if you just do a little bit of a clicky click uh, also, help us out by going on WeBeGeeksPC.com. We are part of the WeBeGeeks podcast network family. So thanks to Mike over at WeBeGeeks. And then the ESO network, which is ESOPodcast.com. So thanks to Mike and Mike. So Mike, Mike, and Mike helping us out a lot by uh, putting us in their podcast family rotation. And also now the ESO network is available on like Spotify and all this other stuff with the entire channel feed. So if you don't find us right there, if you're a listener to the ESO network or if you want to go check them out, Hit our Spotify feed. Go right to their Spotify feed. Our show's in there. So just more ways to listen to us. Nice and easy. Nice and easy. So thanks to to Mike and Mike and Mike for helping everybody grow. We really do appreciate it. We do want to give a quick programming schedule update. Uh, It is Thanksgiving week coming up. You are probably hearing this on the 17th, 18th, or 19th of November. Um, But if you're listening to it after... We hope you had a nice Thanksgiving. If not, we are going to drop an episode next Saturday, but it will, I'm sorry, next Friday night instead of Saturday. So you're going to get it like 12 to 15 hours earlier than normal. We're going to be recording on Black Friday, not our normal Saturday. Yeah, because we don't shop in that shit. No, nah, we don't shop in yeah. that shit. And we can't record on Saturday, so we'll just do yeah. it on Friday night and we'll give you an episode so you're not going to miss anything. So when you're sitting there, you got all this new stuff from Black Friday, you still got warm soup belly, maybe hot turkey belly, we're still going to be there for you. Just sit back. Hands on your tummy tum 
and just listen to the podcast. We appreciate you. Or if you're driving around stuck in traffic or in a mall, put your headphones on, listen to the podcast. Uh, we do have our trivia. We have a ton of big stories today. One, two, three, four, five big stories. We're going to go to a quick break. Sam's going to then take over. We're going to start with gaming. We're going to move to movies, TV, music. We have WWE Survivor Series this weekend. Uh, some stories in the other section. Our Patreon shoutouts. Our pick of the week. But I do want to tell a story as well. I'll get into that one right after the trivia. It is 10.5 for Sam. 8.5 for me. Sam, you got a chance to put it away for the third time. Let's see what I can do. All right. I'm going to give you your question first. Let you try to bury me yeah. here. There is a character uh, in Marvel Comics named MODOK. Uh, I'm not going to ask you what franchise is in. I'm actually going to ask you what MODOK stands for. However, usually we do it where it's like you get one point if you get the answer straight away. And if you need multiple choice options, I give you half a point. However, I'm not clever enough to come up with three additional MODOKs. Yeah. I tried. It did not work out. So I'm just going to say, for a half point, if you need it, I'll give you one of the letters. Yeah, I'm just going to save you the time. I don't really like the character, so I have no idea. So I will just take the wrong answer. I, okay. I have no idea. Well, uh, I will give you mechanized organism designed only for killing. Yeah. I, That's MODOK. He's never not, gotten not one of my characters that jumped out at me. Gotcha. So, all right. I get a chance here. Let's do it. In reaction to the Justice League of America... What group of superheroes did Stan Lee bring to life? Uh, reaction to the Justice League? Yeah, Justice League came out in 1960, Brave and the Bold 28. All right, so... They had a rivalry back then? Like, the obvious answer is Avengers, but I feel like you wouldn't do that to me, but you've done it to me where I overthink it, and then I don't give the obvious answer. Like, I'm thinking X-Men, Fantastic Four, or Avengers... But because it's Justice League, my mind's just going to Avengers. You always tell me to trust my gut. I'm going Avengers. Final answer. And I'm wrong. And it's incorrect. Yeah. <laughs> and it's Fantastic, Fantastic Four. Four. 1961, okay. Fantastic Four. Avengers was 1963. You know, I should have listened to your context clue there with the Justice League being in 1960. Because one of my top three is 1961 from our Stan Lees that we'll get to in just may a moment. Helped. Maybe so not may, always listen to your gut. <laughs> if, yeah, maybe I should listen to the context yeah. clues. Uh, but before we get into our uh, the rest of the show, the big stories, I want to tell a story. And this story goes back ages, all the way back before the dawn of time. And if this is your first time listening to the podcast, like you're welcome. This story hopefully gets you to stay. I got fired up last night, and I really want to talk about it. It will be quick. We have a full show. Uh Go all the way back, all the way back before the dawn of time to June 12th, 2018. It's just and, a few months just, ago. And uh, I had pre-ordered a game from Amazon.com. That game was Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. As soon as I could pre-order it, I pre-ordered it. As a matter of fact, I pre-ordered it earlier with the Pokeball Plus, but I canceled that and just got the regular game. Still back in June. Needed it on November 16th. Why? The day it comes out, we do the podcast the next day. I figure I'll stay up all night, get a bunch of awesome impressions, come on the show today on the 17th, and talk about it. Also, I think happy one year to the Justice League, I think. Possibly. Yeah, November 17th, I think it came out. But uh, anyways, it was like super, super psyched on this. And, um, you know, I get it. We're in Pennsylvania. We had a pretty nasty storm, winter storm we on did. Thursday. So I get it that some of the mail carrier stuff and some of like the deliveries are pushed back. Yeah. I understand that. But this is Amazon, right? This is a game I pre-ordered in June and needed last but night. Who was delivering it? The post, the USPS or Amazon? Amazon. Okay. And Amazon has 
failed me before, we'll say. They have. Multiple times with games, they have failed me where I don't get it till Saturday after we record and yep. I get screwed out of doing the impressions. I Mario Kart 8 Deluxe comes yep. to mind. Um, it's the, This is the third time. So I'm checking all day yesterday, all day yesterday at work. I'm checking, I'm checking, I'm checking. Scheduled for delivery today by 11, today by 11. It's usually today by 8. So as soon as I said today by 11, I already danger, know. Danger, 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 danger. I already know. I'm in like peril that this is i'm now freaking out trying not to be distracted worrying about pokemon yeah. at 30 yeah because i was going to come over you know t- this morning at 6 45 just so i can get my impression so i can put in my two cents right and so uh, i see it 11 o'clock 11 o'clock i'm like you know what 11 o'clock is acceptable i know amazon does deliver later and maybe they're extending it because of the storm which is fine which is would be totally yeah. fine as long as i got it yesterday i'd be completely complacent i had a very long day as always we all do we all have our shit very long day at work i come home i'm ready for this weekend um i didn't have any dinner in the house so i had to go back out after work and go to the food store and buy dinner so i'm already kind of pissed off because i'm doing things extra yeah so i'm like it's 6 30 6 45 i still haven't eaten dinner at this point and i still haven't gotten my game let me check amazon again i check amazon and Amazon delivers on Saturdays. Yeah. So you'd think if and they delay it. Sundays. And sometimes Sundays. Yeah. And if you delay it, you figure it just come the next day. I get it. The winter yeah. storm. Roads were bad on Thursday. Um, still doesn't end to a Friday. So I'm just pissed. And it says, new expected shipping date. Wednesday. Oh, Jesus. That is so extra. Though I, I am so pissed off at this point. I'm like, Wednesday? I have to wait four, yeah. five more days that's ridiculous. Yeah. So um, I call Amazon immediately, and I'm pissed. I'm like, I said to my my wife and from the other room, I said, they fucked me again. Amazon fucked me again on a video game. I'm like very pissed. And she's like, about what game? I said, don't worry about it, because I don't want to yell Pokemon at 30, you yeah. know? So I'm just giving just another game. They <laughs> you fucked should, you. should be embarrassed. It's the principle of the thing. <laughs> like, I was so mad. Yeah. So she's like, do you want me to go to Best Buy for you? I said, you you're not going to go to Best Buy. You're nine, almost nine months pregnant. Yeah. You're not going to Best Buy. I will go. I will go to Best Buy. So I call Amazon. I go upstairs in my room because I don't want to yell and have her hear me. It gets a little nasty. Um, and I'm in a field where I can hear these things too. And I never take things out on the person answering the phone personally because it wasn't their fault. Yeah. It was not the person's fault. So uh, I wait upstairs. We are experiencing longer hold times than normal. On a Friday night, I'm already pissed, and now I get this. A lot of 30-year-olds were calling Amazon pissed. They I'm get sure it I'm not the only one who got screwed out of their pre-order from this game. So I am extremely upset at this point. Yeah, because usually Amazon's uh, customer service is excellent. I had to deal with one of the same things last yep. week. And I had I had neighbors take things from us, like packages off of our doorstep. They've refunded and then sent me a new pair yeah. of shoes, like next day, yeah. overnighted. They've given me gift card credits. I've never had a problem with uh, amazon's customer service but amazon's been fucking up a lot lately they broke one of the things she they sent her um once they broke it the next thing that we got from her was painting ink or paint i mean not painting ink, paint for yeah. her uh crafting stuff the paint exploded in the thing so there was paint everywhere so it's two in the past month then this then a movie called hearts beat loud and mr and the mr rogers movie both of them got canceled yeah, yeah because they never showed up yeah so, like, I am at this point, this is five in the last two months yeah. that I'm really, really you're pissed at your about. wit's end. And I call him, and I, if I hear one more time we're experiencing call volume, I'm going to be furious. Yeah. So, I'm like, all right, I'm going to go to Best Buy, 
and hang on the phone at the same time. See which one fucking happens yeah. first. Sorry for all the colorful language. And uh, so I get in my car. I don't have any socks on. I got shorts on and a t-shirt. It's bitter cold. Yeah, I'm just 30 pissed. degrees. I'm just driving to Best Buy on the phone on hold. About three quarters of the way to Best Buy. Lady pops on the phone. So like, awesome. This is great. I finally got a live body after about 20 minutes. So uh, I'm talking to her. I'm talking to her. I'm talking to her. Oh, I'm so sorry to hear that. Blah, blah, blah. Um, and I said, you know, and I told her the whole story. I have a radio show tomorrow. Yeah. I really want to do this. I, I ordered this in June expecting to be here and it's not here. Uh, I really like you to cancel my order, um, refund me, and I would like something for my inconvenience, like a gift card or something yeah. like that, which they're always I'm happy say, to it was accommodate. Like 10, 20 bucks, something. Yeah. They're always happy to accommodate. So she goes, okay, well, I'm going to have to get you over to logistics because it sounds like, and I've never been transferred there. It's like, I thought that they could just do it. Yeah. So I have to transfer you over to logistics. And I'm like, but I'm just looking for, I'm not looking for a status update on my package. Yeah. Is what she said. Yeah. I know. So from what I understand, you're looking for a status update. No. No, cancel my order. Cancel it. I want a yeah. refund. And I want you to tell me why it's delayed. Yeah. Because I ordered it on June 12th. How yeah. is this possible? You didn't just get the game yesterday. Yeah. It, you've had them. So like, how did this happen? So she, uh, she goes, oh, no problem. Well, if you want the cancellation, I still have to get you over to logistics. I'm like, now you're effing with me. Now you're just like pissing me off. So I was like, okay, uh, what am I going to do? I'm the chump on the phone, yeah. you know? So Stay they put hold. me on hold yeah. for another 20 minutes. She pops in three times during the hold. Mr. Hall, I'm sorry for the long wait. Yep. Okay. That is no nice. problem. Okay. I'm yeah. already in Best Buy at this point. So I'm on the phone waiting for somebody to come on the phone at Best Buy. I'm walking around. They don't have the display like they normally do of the new game up front. They had Fallout 76. So I didn't get like that's, that's shocking. So, so when you first walk in, there was no Pokemon sign, yeah. there was no nothing. So I'm like, oh shit! Like I'm either way too late or it's buried in the back. Yeah. So I'm literally pacing as fast as I can walk, my fat waddly ass, walking back to the uh, gaming yeah, section. Yeah. Right? I go into the Nintendo section. I'm looking on the shelves, dude. The Switch games are barren. They had almost nothing on the shelf. No Mario Odyssey, no uh, Legend of Zelda, and at the very bottom on the right hand side, there was one copy of let's go eevee no copies of let's go pikachu i snatched that motherfucker as fast as i could and, and i'm still on hold at this point and that's the, the exact game title you wanted you wanted the eevee if they had it. pikachu you would have had to get it i would have had yeah, to get yeah. it but i would have been so pissed yeah. because i don't want pikachu following me i don't like pikachu yeah. so uh but you can get scyther so like it, it, i still would have gotten it but anyway I have it in my hand, and I'm still on hold. And I don't want to be the asshole who goes up to the cash register on the phone. I hate those people. I hate being that guy. So I said, what should I do while I'm still on hold here? I'm going to shop around. Yeah. So I haven't been to a Best Buy in a little bit. So I go to the Christmas section. and uh, I heard for you to even say it. there's already a Christmas section. I, I'm, I've just come around to it. Yeah. I've come around to it. I'm, well, I considering totally there's it. Christmas decorations all over your house. We've we've watched a Christmas movie almost every night for the last week and a half. Yeah, I saw you guys were watching Jingle, Jingle All the Way. Way. What yeah. did she do? Snap it? Yeah. Jesus Christ. This is what I don't have Snapchat for. I don't know what gets snapped. I'm surprised there was no photo of me now watching were, the Sixers I think, game. I think you were sleeping all night. Oh, snap. no. I made it all night. I made it all night. Um, we watched Jingle All the Way while I was watching the Sixers, too. And so... Uh, um, I'm shopping around. I get Bad Mom's Christmas. I get Jingle All the Way. I get Home Alone 1 and 2. And I get Fred Claus all on Blu-ray. Okay. We have them all on DVD. I wanted to upgrade to Blu-ray yeah. for all of them. So get them all. None of them are more than like 10 bucks, So it was great. And then I'm like, in the $5 section, I find Heavyweights. I used to love that yeah. movie with Ben Stiller. Yeah. Pick that up. And I'm walking around. And I'm still on hold at this point. 
And I look over and I see Empire Records on Blu-ray. Now, I have Empire Records on Blu-ray, but this was a different cover. So, I was like, sweet, cover variant. Let me grab it. You know what was was behind it when I went to grab it? For the first time ever, I found that thing you do on Blu-ray. Yeah, this had to be just released. Never knew they even released it on Blu-ray. Yeah, this had to be just released. I have no idea. I have no idea. It could have been released in like 2013, 14, 15, 16, 17. I didn't know because I could never find it anywhere. But it was behind Empire Records, which was one of my other favorite movies. And for everybody who's watched this or listened to the show before, That Thing You Do is my all-time favorite film. Don't own it on Blu-ray. Only DVD. My brother got it for me for Christmas many movies ago. So maybe this is a sign from from God saying that this was all meant to be. So the reason I pre-ordered from Amazon in the first place was because they give you the – they used to give you that Amazon credit. Yeah. And you get games for like – 48 yeah, bucks cheap. now that that's gone and i've gotten screwed over from them i'm never getting games on amazon again that are pre-ordered any game that comes out fine that's already out no more pre no more pre-order from amazon you've lost my business and i will never recommend your service to anyone for who just, wants to pre-order for, a game for just pre-order whoever okay. wants to pre-order movies because i got screwed over on two of those yeah, in the past just- month so pre-ordering i would never Sam might have a different, but you got yeah. screwed over on a different product. Yeah, I, well, I got screwed over. Well, it was the Batman, the deluxe animated series where they just kept shipping it in a bubble mailer and the, all the boxes got damaged. Like, yeah. they only released 69,000 of these and yeah. so many got sent back because the yeah. boxes were damaged. I was going to buy it last night, the, the the Batman animated series. Would you believe that Best Buy had it in the spider wrap, you know, the security thing? Yeah. They had it wrapped. It was squishing the box. Uh, that sucks. So it was damaged yeah. box. Yeah. I was like, why would I want? Why well, would you spider wrap this? Put it in the plastic I, case. I know now. After all the complaints that Amazon got, they are now shipping it in boxes. About time. About it, they time. only had to lose probably thousands of them. So I am just like beyond pissed because now I got to spend twelve more bucks on this game, thirteen after tax yeah. that I have to, that I wouldn't have to have spent. So I said to the lady who I finally got on the phone. She goes, "Oh, I was on the phone with the other person that you were originally talking to. She told me your whole." story i'm so sorry about that and i'm like oh thank god i don't have to tell my story again um so yeah you know that's what happened she goes excuse me i said she told you the story she goes well she said you were just looking for a status update on your package oh my god <laughs> so she, I she didn't listen to a word i said I, I stopped in my tracks at the store and i was like that is not what i told her and i am frustrated as all hell and i said miss i understand that you did not do this i understand that you're new on this phone call and don't know my circumstances and you did not physically f me on this however i am pissed and she starts laughing i said i know like i don't mean to take it out of you and it turned into like a friendly conversation and da 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 da. and she was great yeah this woman was great the other Uh, one go back and listen to the tapes and fire this lady she needs a call review pronto i am pissed right so then she listens to my story she says congratulations on your show like what's it called like i'd love to listen to it that uh, butters you up a little yeah, bit yeah right <laughs> and she's like i went ahead and i and i stopped it coming and i was like i'm at best buy right now buying what you promised me i'd have yeah. this is ridiculous i shouldn't have to have done this and so she's like that you're right i'm gonna give you a credit for your account i just sent you an email over to metsuck35 at yahoo.com right. blah 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 and i'm like all right appreciate you thanks a lot and uh I pay for it. It's like a hundred bucks for everything. I pay for it. I come home and I tell my wife the story. I text you about it. Like no game. Amazon F me, no game. And you're like, Oh shit. I'm like, but I got it. Um, so I ended up getting the game and I got the game I wanted. I paid more for it, but I'm like, okay, this Amazon gift card's banging. Like I'll just use it on whatever. It'll make up the difference. $5. Damn. Not even enough to make up what I lost 
from supposedly See, buying I, from I was going to say, I, I got 10 at least. They always give me yeah. 10. And I would have taken 10. Yeah. I wouldn't need 13. I'd have taken 10. She gave me a $5 gift card. I literally want to print it out and wipe my ass with it <laughs> and mail it back to Amazon with the return label. <laughs> So Best Buy, you have come through for me because I got a random That Thing You Do Blu-ray and I got the last copy of Let's Go. So good on you, Best Buy of Willow Grove, Pennsylvania. So now it'll take, what, three to five days to get refunded? I don't care at this point. Yeah. I just give my money back. So now it'll be back to good old GameStop for pre-orders. No. No. Hell no. Hell no. So Best Buy. Digital. Ooh. I'll just buy it right from the goddamn service digitally so I can play it too far. Yeah, it is. It is a far. Um. I, I will uh, just pre-order it digitally on services and just start downloading it at midnight and just say F it. And I don't need physical anymore. Damn. Look at how many Switch games yeah. I've already accumulated. Look what you More did to PS4. him, Amazon. Look what you did. I'm so mad. <laughs> you I broke used, him. I'm only physical. And now you're forcing me to go digital. Yeah. I'm so mad. If Best Buy was out, I was going to come home and buy it digitally. I'm so So, pissed. I mean, in the end, thank God you still got the game. It worked right. out. You did get some movies. But I understand the... After a long day's work, you come home, it's not there. I've I been in your exact shoes. Your yet. exact shoes. I haven't even eaten yet. And Amazon, you fucked me. So, all of that being said, I got a, a steak sandwich last night. I had, didn't even like it that much, but I ate half of it. I ate half <laughs> Dude, you were just it. so frustrated. I just ate half, dude, because I didn't even have an appetite. I was so pissed. I was so tired that after the Sixers game at 9.30, I went up to bed. And they, and they did get the W. Yeah, they got the W. Yeah. Thank God they're blowing a 20-point lead again. Um I, I went upstairs, went to bed at nine thirty last night, just hoping I'd wake up at four four thirty. But you did, so I can watch Titans and play. So I did, and I did, I did all of it. I watched Titans. I played two and a half hours of Pokemon Let's Go Eevee. You came over and enjoyed about an hour and fifteen yeah. minutes with me. Of that's so about half of my playtime is with you. Yeah. Um. So we both have impressions. We'll get to a little bit later, but that's my story. Amazon, you really, really, really disappointed me. I'm not angry. Yeah. I'm disappointed. Which hurts worse. All right. Let's get into the big story, Sam. Uh, We had a legend pass away this week. I believe it was even on Monday or Tuesday. Monday, I think, where it was just like a lot of things happened this week. And this kind of kicked it off in just the worst way possible because we have a lot of great uh, big stories coming next. But Stan Lee, uh, basically the uh, the forefather and figurehead of Marvel Comics, has passed away at the age of 95. Yeah, it was him and Jack Kirby basically – Put this new Marvel on the map yeah. um, from all his Golden Age covers, from his co-creation of his first ever, which almost, was almost your other trivia question. His first superhero co-creation was the Destroyer in Mystic Comics, number six in 1941. That was his first ever creation. Yeah, that, well, I would. Yeah, yeah. That's, that's an unfair question. That's why I, I didn't go far as yeah. Golden. So he started at Golden Age, worked his way up, and created everything that Marvel is today. Yeah, and, and he is... Um, when you think Marvel, right, and this goes outside of his MCU cameos, but I'm sure a lot of people only know him for that and think he yeah. just was like the young, president of Marvel. Young, younger people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So uh, I'm sure that there's that image of him, of his MCU cameos. And quite frankly, I like the Stanley MCU cameo. Of course. I, I look forward to and yeah. every film you look for. Him. Yep, and he's going to have it in Avengers 4. He, he already filmed it. It was already confirmed. Before he passed thank, away. But thank it, God. Does he have one in Captain Marvel? Did it film? Do I, you have I, any idea? I didn't hear anything like that, but... If he did, it, would, it was all because when he does his cameos, it's like three, four films in one shot. So there's a possibility he did. Yeah, but if, I didn't if not, read anything about. Yeah, that. I didn't hear anything. But if not, Infinity War could be his last. Cameo. Because Captain Marvel comes first, so it'd be kind of weird if he 
does, 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 doesn't, and then yeah. does again. Uh, you, you know, one would assume. Yeah. You know, one would assume. But like the hell, I'm looking at it. It's like, hey, the man was 95 years old. He lived yeah. a full we, life. We were basically waiting on this to happen. Well, unfortunately, well, and I think everyone, everyone saw his health was declining. You had, you know, um, his his wife passed. I think last year, and I was the love of his life. Like them two in interviews together, they were such sweethearts. And you know, like that's how I'm loving. Like, okay, he's he's with his wife. He's he's not in pain anymore because we had the stories in the past where. That he was kind of like being mistreated by his handlers, taken advantage of, and you know he was always signing. He was always so good to his fans, and I, you know, not not like I, I'm, I'm not glad. That obviously, that he's going. To, obviously, you want him here, but he's not suffering. He's not in pain. He's with his wife. The man did enough. He could finally rest. You know, so that that's how I'm I'm, I'm looking at it. Like we, his stories will always live on forever, and he's a, he's a legend, a living you know, a le- freaking legend. Elijah Elliott, a good friend of ours, uh, who went to college at LaSalle with me, um, and basically you. I mean, you basically live with me yeah, <laughs> on yeah, campus for four yeah. years. Um, of the Poster Men podcast, the brand new podcast you could check out in all of your uh, services. They do a lot of spoiler casts on a lot of new movies. Um, he, we, we had reached out and we had said, hey, you know, you love Marvel. You loved comics in general. He loves DC too, but you loved yeah. Stan Lee. You had an opportunity to meet him. Can you tell me that story? So he did, and I have it here for you that I just want to read. Elijah Elliott, I had seen Stan a bunch of times doing inspirational questions and answers, so Q&As, that were amazing. But the one time I got to meet him, my friend Mike had found out by talking to a guy at a booth at San Diego Comic-Con that Stan was doing a secret signing tomorrow at their booth. So we went and found out that Stan was only signing Stripperella comics. But who cares? It's Stan Lee. It was brief, but he was so nice, and I felt undeserving to be in his presence. I have his signature and his on his picture, and I will always remember that time. R.I.P. Excelsior. That's awesome. Again, it doesn't matter what comic, as long as you know he had some part of it. And you get to get that his signature nail. That that's awesome. Yeah, and and you know what, we wanted to de- dedicate our top three this week to our top three create uh, characters <clears throat> created at least in part by Stanley across his entire catalog. Um, there's a caveat to it where, um, for me at least, I wanted to stay away from the mainstream Avengers characters. Um, I, I am opening up to like X-Men and Fantastic Four and villains and all that stuff. But me personally, because we're doing the entire character library of Stan Lee, uh, I wanted to stick away from the Avengers because it, it would be just too obvious. You yeah. know? So I just wanted to stick with uh, the other characters that maybe he doesn't get as much notoriety for that I really appreciated. I'll lead us off with the number three. I went with the character that he's getting his own movie is Craven the Hunter. Yeah, Sergi Craven be on your list. Half brother chameleon, you know, created by Stanley and Steve Ditko. Um, like at first, kind of people thought he was kind of like maybe like a joke villain type of deal. Like he was like a big game hunter and wanted to prove that he could kill Spider Man. And like he, I guess, became more popular in the story Craven's Last Hunt, mm-hmm. where he basically tracks down Spider Man, kills him, buries him alive, and. Basically, kills him and buries him alive? How's that? Well, he, he, he thinks he kills okay, him, buries him, Spider-Man gets out, and then he, sh- he shoots himself in the head with a rifle at the end of the story. It was a, a different story. Uh, I, I thought it brought him to the map, and it, it's, a, it's a character that's long overdue. To, did he to shoot him in the head? No, like, he shot himself in the head. That's what I mean. Like, Did he shoot himself in the head thinking he killed Spider-Man? Yeah, like that, was like that was it for him? Yeah, he he did, didn't know Spider-Man was still alive? Yeah, he considered himself the, the best big game hunter in the world, and he said, if I kill Spider-Man, buried him. You know, he thought he killed Spider-Man. Right, so he offed himself thinking, yeah. and then Spider-Man came out. I was it. He's like, I'm done. Wow, what a what a slap in the face that is. Yeah. Um, that's awesome. And Craven the Hunter movie is going to be yeah. pretty cool. How much do you want to bet that movie starts off with him game hunting? I better. It, it, it better. In the as long as somewhere. I see him, what his main, what his you know, his yeah. fur around them. That's all I need to see. Yeah, I think that might be. Maybe that's how the movie starts with him getting killing the lion that he got. And, his. and, and the movie is 
the film it says it draws inspiration from Craven's Last Hunt. Yeah, that's oh, yeah. that's cool too, yeah. man. That's really cool. So that's that's even going to be neater that this film's going to be centered around that. But Craven the Hunter, really cool uh, villain. I like his backstory. It's not your typical yeah. backstory. Uh, my number three, I went with one hero, one side character, and one villain. Not on purpose. It's just how it went. Uh, my number three is a part of the Fantastic Four. Uh, 1961, Jack Kirby and uh, Stan Lee, The Thing. That's my number two. Uh, oh, is it really? Uh, I love The Thing. Out of all the Fantastic Four, he always stood out to me. Yeah. And obviously, he's a rock monster. Yeah, between that, <laughs> I, I remember having his action figure as a kid. And I yeah, loved totally. his it's clobber time catchphrase. Yeah, he was one of my tag team champions. I loved in everything he was in Federation. except the new re- reboot because that was terrible. Uh, I, would, I would argue he was... Not great either in the two live actions before. Uh, see, he was good. I, he was, I the, best one. He I was like, the best one. I like Michael Jessica Chiklis. Jessica was sexy, but Michael Chiklis was good. I, I, I won't thought say he, he did a good great. job. I liked it. Yeah. I would say, okay, I always I say much better in the first one than in the sequel. Oh, yeah. Of course, everyone would like the first one better. You know? No, no. His particular performance. Yeah, the first movie is obviously much better than the sequel, but sometimes a character performance yeah, can be better okay. in, a second, in the second film. Um, I like him. I think he had a good voice, too. Uh, Michael Chiklis has, as Ben, yeah, well, will, once I, thing. As, as long as he said it's clobber time, I'm fine. Yeah, the, the thing was always like he was like the first superhero that wasn't human that I ever that I ever really came across as a kid. So I was like this big orange rock monster that's yeah. so cool. He's definitely teaming with the Undertaker. Um, and <laughs> yeah. they're going to be Have my tag champs yeah. Yeah, against, the, against the biker mice from Mars in my awesome wrestling federation. But yeah, the thing is yeah. awesome. My number three and your number two. Yeah. Right to your number two. <laughs> wow. Okay. My number two, uh, Steve Ditko and, and Stan Lee in 1963, my boy, a new podcaster, J. Jonah Jameson. Oh, wow. I love him. Do you know why? From the movies? <laughs> J.K. Simmons? Sure. Just... He was great. J.K. Simmons he was, was awesome. amazing. He brought yeah. that character to life. I was a journalism major. I always found newspapers fascinating. I still do, even though they're a dying art form. And uh, so I, again, attached myself to Spider-Man from the Daily Bugle. Yeah. I just really enjoy newspaper medium. And when you have this heel, horrible guy who's hilarious in every way, yeah. uh, who runs a newspaper, I think to myself, I could be an asshole and still run a newspaper. I'm in. But he was always the comic relief to yeah. me. He was always uh, the person who brought the story back down. Like he got the levity uh, you know, kind of out of the situation and kind of brightened it up a little bit with his humor. Um, and then, and then, every, yeah, the original Spider-Man trilogy, Simmons just killed yeah, it yeah. in the role, just killed it, I agree. especially in the first one. And he is the character I remember most from all three of those films besides my number one. Okay. And my number one goes just, just from being a kid. I have to go to Hulk. Just, just growing up, me and my dad always watched the 1970s television series. Lou Frigno? With Bill Bixby as Bruce Banner, Lou Frigno as the Hulk. I mean, what kid wouldn't love a freaking big green monster? Obviously, it was Stanley and Jack Kirby. And did you know his first comic appearance? He was not green. Purple. He was gray. Gray. Okay. He was gray. So then the second issue, she Hulk, he becomes purple. green. No, she Hulk is green. Where am I seeing purple from somewhere? I don't know. We'll move forward. Could be absorbing, man. But again, I, the Hulk is one of my all-time favorites. And we'll see what he can do in the new Infinity War. My number one is a villain. Um, I kind of just teased out um, in the Spider-Man universe. He was created by Steve Ditko and Stan Lee in 1963. He is by far my favorite Spider-Man villain. And he might be one of my favorite villains ever in the history of uh, cinema and or comic book medium. And that is Doc Ock. Um, I thought, you know, his role in the new Spider-Man PS4 game was very, very 
underutilized for the first half. But the reason I didn't complain about it is because you kind of saw it coming that he was going to be the big baddie. Of, of course. And then when that paid off and he actually became the yeah. main villain of the char- of the of the game. That's why you didn't hear me during our spoiler cast saying, oh, I was disappointed. Because it didn't. He actually had a great second half of yeah. the game. And the first half with him just being in a lab and you kind of doing small tasks for him and him you know, with the robot arm and kind of figuring it out was brilliant now when I look at that and, setup. And Very good arc in the game, too. But you you weren't a huge fan of the final fight scene with him, right? Um, it was – I did it like 15, 20 times. Like I so – there you, was a you part – You had trouble then. Yeah, I had some trouble I, I, with it. I, I, I didn't have trouble. Uh, I wasn't – I didn't get it for a second um, okay. when it starts out, and then you have to climb, and you have to swing around like the building, and throw and, stuff at him. and, th- and yeah. I, I just wasn't yeah. grabbing it a lot. So uh, it did take me a little longer than most to, to get that fight over with. Um, Even though he should be dead, back broken, way but, yeah. way dead. Yeah. Now he's just in a j- jail cell, but Perfectly okay, fine, walking it, fine, it, okay, exactly, just like War Machine. Yeah. But uh, well, you know, yeah, crutches. But <laughs> anyway, I think that sets him up to do something, break out in the second yeah. game, and still be a part of that. And Spider Man Two is my favorite Spider Man movie of the original trilogy. And he was just so damn good. Doc Ock, my easy yeah. number one. Well, Stanley. Yeah, rest in peace, sir. Yeah, man. We're we're gonna miss you. Um what? I think they didn't they say that his like last character ever was like a superhero he created with his granddaughter or something? I believe it was his I thought it was his daughter. That it was um one of it. Dirt Dirt Man? Something. Yeah, I think it was Dirt Man. That the, the his daughter's, daughter is probably fifty, yeah. so, so sixty, I, and I so think probably if granddaughter. I'm not mistaken. I did a little read, and I, I believe she said that she's still kind of you know fleshing it out and finishing it up. So, but that'll be considered the last character that he co-created. If you have any Stan Lee comments that you want to make, or, or you know that any stories you want to share, hit us up on Twitter at We Pod and We Know, or post it on our Facebook. We'll read it on the show or retweet it, whatever. Uh, we just want to make sure that everybody who had a memory of Stan Lee gets to. Uh, talk about it so with that being said really want to dive into really can't wait to talk about the detective pikachu trailer that came out either that day or the next day and boy what a wild ride yeah it was not um what i was expecting when you know when they first announced that this movie was being made at it was almost i guess the complete opposite of what i was thinking i mean one off the bat would you you'd say pikachu's voice we had like a a stone cold bet that Ryan Reynolds wasn't just going to do Ryan Reynolds. You know, it's not Pika Pool because it sounds like Pika Pool. Yeah. And uh, I, I just w- wanted, I'm like, is he Pikachu or is he waiting tables uh, at a restaurant? Yeah. Like, what Ryan Reynolds are we getting here? You know, and I wanted that raspy Pikachu. I think with now understanding the tone of the film, it does make sense to just have Ryan Reynolds. Yeah, it voice. does. And, you know, I, I get. <sighs> They're not taking this movie very seriously, and I love that. Yeah, which is, you know, after thinking about it, it's like, you know what, okay, I think they made the right move. I think they did, too. Because if you had in this fun, colorful, open world full of, like, fluffy, hairy, fuzzy Pokemon and lizard skin Charizards, like, to have Ryan Reynolds be like this with a pack yeah. of Marlboros, I don't think it would have fit the tone that they were going for. This is a wacky, fun, uh, quite frankly, after multiple viewings really really good yeah. uh, pokemon first live action movie go around and i, I want to know though because we were not together when we watched it for the first time um what was your initial reaction truthfully when you no, saw that truthfully trailer? i said shit like this looks way better than what i thought originally i was expecting i don't know i was not i wasn't even really looking forward to it to be honest i was like detective pikachu really but then after seeing the trailer they got my money 
that quick. And I watched it, I think, at least three times. When you saw Pikachu for the first time and he was fuzzy, looked just like yeah. a stuffed animal, what was your reaction? I, I just, I kind of laughed. I'm, and I'm thinking, like, how else are they going to make Pikachu look? Yeah, that's kind of where know? it is. Like, do you want him to be, like, uh, like leathery skinned? Yeah. And no, no, it wouldn't fit. Yeah, no, he, I, I think, he, I get, you know, he looked way better than I was imagining. Mm-hmm. I mean, know? he looked like a Build-A-Bear. Yeah. Like, Build-A-Bear yeah. could capitalize on this trailer alone and start selling these oh, realistic sure, yeah. Pokemon. Like, Jigglypuff had all the hair, too. Um, we want to continue to deep dive into the trailer itself. However, we do have some comments. We have more comments about the trailer than Stan Lee, yeah, well, which just tells you about the trailer Well, like, how I saw, crazy At least with Stan Lee, a lot of people kind of were just posting on their own pages, either posting their books that they got signed by him or, or posting the pictures from cons uh john mayo a good friend of yeah. ours amazing a live action pokemon movie with ryan Reynolds and pikachu never thought i'd see the day oh so asian um is that sam yeah it is sam reimer twitch.tv slash my knife your life one of our patrons i couldn't be more excited i think this may be the start to an awesome set of years in a live action pokemon universe and i have been waiting for it my whole life i yeah. could not yes, agree with sounds you about right anymore my yeah. friend um I actually replied, we can't love this comment enough. Uh, then we have our buddy uh, Anthony Pinto at War Room Pinto. Uh, yeah, I don't know about you guys, but I've never even seen Toy Story 3. I'm not trying to watch a kid's movie and cry. I'll watch the Eagles if I need to cry. That was on our <laughs> that was on our meme of the Toy nice. Story 4 trailer with the guy's head turned around looking at Pikachu. But about the movie, he said, and continuing, I love the odd approach to this Pokemon movie, taking risks. And I agree with all of that. Yeah. That entire sentiment from everybody that said something about that trailer is dead on. Yeah. I'm going to name, there was over 60 Pokemon in the trailer. Yeah, I saw the list at a couple places. I'm going to name just a couple, and I just want your uh, opinion of how they looked when you yeah. saw them for okay. the first time. Uh, Bulbasaur, when he was crossing the lake. That was okay. It didn't look wonderful yeah, to me. It was just okay. Uh, Greninja. I, I, I never was a fan of that. I, I think you always like Greninja. I don't know. Greninja's amazing. Yeah. And it's like the most popular Pokemon in Japan right now. Yeah, and I just just okay. I just thought it was okay. Well, it's in Smash too, but I thought they looked great. And they looked to be the villains of the film, which is really cool. Uh, Jigglypuff. I laughed when I saw Jigglypuff. I did. I liked it. And then it like... Puffed. It puffed yeah, up a little yeah. bit, and it even had its little microphone, and yeah, it put everybody dude, to sleep. I, I liked it. In the background of the bar, there's people sleeping, passed out sleeping, yeah. which was a great... I liked it. As you say. It was a nice touch. <laughs> this one's a, this one's a uh, mixed bag, if you will. This is the one that I'm not a fan of, uh, Charizard. I knew you were going to say it. I know, and I, and I was kind of okay with it. And I, I don't know. I was okay with it. This part, okay, the body. I mean, it's got a six-pack, which is weird. The body's okay. That face just... It looks... So fake. They're trying to give me the lizard look. Like, that's what this is trying to be. A scaly lizard. I thought he was better than Greninja. It's not hitting for me. The one scene where he does a flamethrower attack when he's just standing there yeah. doesn't look great. When Pikachu's falling and it's, like, flying up to its mouth yeah. to end, that that is okay. That looks pretty good. But Charizard's the one that I'm like, okay, I'm going to have to get used to it, but I'm cool with it. Mr. Mime. Great. I thought this one, was the, one best of the best scene. One of the best. I thought this was best scene. one of the best scenes, if not the yeah. best scene in the trailer Easy. where they're interrogating him. Easy. And he's just like... Yeah, and you guys can't see it, but he's miming out of stuff, and he mimes a box, and Pikachu jumps into the box. That's not how I saw that one going. Um, yeah, he definitely looks great, exactly how you would expect a yeah. live Mr. Mime to look. And then um, your new boy, apparently, Psyduck. Yeah. Did you see the, the screenshot I took yeah. when he was in the backpack? And yeah. I was talking to a couple people. It was like, it had like the fear and loathing vibe. I'm like, yeah, you know, I see that. And like, he obviously looks a little crazy, look, you know, cr- you know, like goop, goop, goop. I don't know the word, but I, I liked it. 
Yeah, me too. Psyduck looks fun. And that's Janice Masuda, who is the producer of Pokemon and one of the guys who created it. It's his favorite Pokemon. Oh, is it so really? So, of wild. course, he's going to make Psyduck, it. Psyduck, a dumb Pokemon. <laughs> Of course, Psyduck is going to make it into the film because they got to they got to uh, appease. Uh, hey, Masuda as long as Sam. he's in the backpack, sold. There were other ones in there. We don't got to go into all of them, but there's actually a Squirtle that was held hostage, yeah. and you can kind of see it there. There was Bravery and uh, I think Brow Browlet or something like that, who is its small form. It's like the American Eagle um, with the red, white, and blue. There was a ton of Pokemon in throughout the entire thing. Um, I didn't see. Like an Onyx or a Geo, dude. I was ex- I was interested and I'm sure to hear what they There's going to be more Pokemon. They just wanted to tease a little yep. bit, and I'm sure there was a Venusaur in the background of one of the shots. I'd love, I would love to see what Heracross, Pinsir, and Scyther look. Well, like. I thought you were going to say Blastoise or like Electabuzz. Would love to see what I, Electabuzz. I, would, I can I imagine would, him on like power lines fixing them. I would see him looks like similar to Pikachu type of deal. No, not fuzzy. Well, no, fuzzy, yeah. fuzzy, totally. That's fuzzy. how I would look. Yeah. yeah. What about Magmar with the flame body and a duck? Yeah, it's just a fire duck. Yeah. What I really like about this is uh, the, this movie is going to take place in Rhyme City, which is not in Pokemon lore. And there's a train ticket that the guy opens up to find his dad, and his dad was leaving town, leaving town, yeah, leaving yeah, town, yeah. which was like a nice touch. <laughs> uh, but what I really dig is they're doing all seven gens. Yeah, they're not keeping this to one fifty. And, and I'm assuming they're planning a trilogy. It, there's no way they're coming off at one. Movie. This could be a universe, bro. Yeah. It this could, could be we, a universe. That's kind of what I'm we hoping. We may see Brock and Misty and Ash. <sighs> Wouldn't that be something? If he like goes to Kanto, oh my gosh. You never know. Man. There's so many Easter eggs that there man, could be here. I, mean, I you would, would love you, a universe. You would know way more than me since you played every damn Pokemon game. If my kid could grow up in a world with a live-action Pokemon universe with all the old anime still to watch. And they will be. <laughs> and they will. And, and, I'm, and I'm going to hopefully influence them in the correct direction i'm just sure you're love and embrace right all 800 just start not with just red. 151 <laughs> not just 151 anything else about the trailer that stuck out to you not just again i'm okay with ryan reynolds the the actor the justice david <laughs> Ju- or not david justice baseball player i think his name's justice something but I, I was okay with it i think everything there looked good you said you were just kind of in with the movie before kind of like a yeah, three or four they, it's where a, you at now? opening weekend i'm saying it yeah okay. good me too and i think i'm gonna try and go that thursday because it yeah. is may yeah me and dom were already talking like yeah we're going open a weekend i was yeah. like all right cool yeah cool man and i'm happy that a lot of people are taking well to this the pokemon crowd have, yeah i have can be I haven't heard too much too much negative. Of course, you're always going to get the people online. It's just inevitable. I think the negative was really early on, and then because it became so memey that like you know everybody, if it's a good meme, they turn it around and they love it. Yeah. Also, like gritty, yeah. I was one of them. Yeah. So like that's the culture we yeah. live in, and I subscribe to that for gritty, and yeah. that's what this the internet's like. Okay, dude, we're getting crushed right now. Everybody yeah. loves it. Our hate trolls are like running back to their caves. Yeah, we'll just kind of uh, go along with it. So good universe, good story. Excited for the setup. Uh, Devil May Cry is getting an animated series that's in the same universe as Castlevania from the same producer, Adi Shankar, uh, and they're forming the bootleg universe. Yeah, I I saw the the IGN. um, He did like a look. It was only like a minute or two minute little interview thing. Yeah, it's like star paint on his face yeah it was you know he's always he's He's, always out out there there. a little bit and you know he has fun with it and just just to know like yeah we know that there was a devil may cry there was a little animated series i think a couple years ago which was one season which was okay well you know it wasn't bad by any means but to know that it's in the same universe as casting and they could cross over show up in this you know whatever but knowing that you're going to get a devil may cry show on netflix castlevania's coming back with season three 
I'm not sure if I ever asked you this before, but I am almost positive I did. Do you know what game Devil May Cry was supposed to be before they spun it off into Devil May Cry? It was, wasn't it like off Resident Evil? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I thought. It was supposed to be in the Resident Evil universe, and yeah. then they just spun it off in Devil thank, May Cry. Which, which, thank God, they and, did. And I think originally they said, we'll just keep it in that universe, yeah. but then it became too much, and they just separated it out to be its own yeah. thing. Capcom went their own way. So now you can in- reintroduce it to this Castlevania universe, which is amazing. Yeah, this 100%. brand new anime yeah. Castlevania universe. Now, what, what they did was they totally totally swerved us because everyone and their mother thought this was going to be legend of zelda yeah and that was the news two weeks ago that we dropped and that was the rumors for the last two weeks and then all of a sudden four o'clock yesterday boom it drops that it's devil may cry and i never i don't think i ever felt your hype through a text message as much as that text message and and i believe it was jackie jing that was interviewing and she kind of says like we heard that it possibly could have been a link you know could you tell us and he didn't say anything else he just said like that's all i have the only other big news i have is bam it's it's a crossover yeah and they're forming a universe called the bootleg Bootleg, universe they do not know uh, well, they did not announce when it's coming out, if it's going to be Dante, if it's going to be Nero. I'm assuming it's I, both. I Yeah, I would like, obviously, to me, you have to have Dante. I would like to see Trish. And one thing I did tweet at him, I was like, please include his devil trigger. I would show his show his devil form, please. I would imagine that's going to happen. I hope. Well, I would imagine that one, Simon Belmont. or only one of the games. I would imagine that uh, a Belmont Trevor. will, one of them, yeah. we could get more in season three, a Belmont will eventually fight him as thinking he is the devil. And then they or, will be like, what? I'm not the devil. Kind of like Hiei. Or he's you're going to have, uh, assuming that it's just a matter of time, it's going to be Dante versus Alucard. 100%. That'd be sick. 100%. 100%. Can't oh, wait. You're, you're so excited. Oh, of course. I'm, I mean, Castlevania was freaking awesome. I can't. Thank God they got signed for a season three. And then the throw on Devil May Cry, one of my favorite game franchise watch franchise this come out, out there? watch this come out in april with game of thrones and avengers there's no the no stuff. way it's that fast <laughs> no, but i would love it to this see is probably 19. what early 2020 i would love it late 19 but i'll take an early 20 i think we're probably gonna get early 2020 yeah. but anime can come out quickly castlevania was kind of and, and, and he's they can no, do and it. he's he's fast he's on point like and he's ex- just to see his excitement it just it makes you to me i thrive on enthusiasm so i was sold how many followers do you think he has on twitter not not many Seventeen. yeah 000. not many Seventeen thousand, I think seventeen point six. Oh, I think his will slowly start to rise after this. Yeah, well, if it didn't already, it's yeah. on. It's on its way up. But yeah, Adi Shankar, hey, come on the podcast. Yeah, uh, right. um, let's do uh, switch it into gear. Let's talk about the game. So I told the story. We did a Detective Pikachu trailer. So we already did two Pokemon stories today. Let's just dive into our impressions of Pokemon. Let's go Eevee on the Nintendo Switch. I have the review for it, so we'll read the review, yeah. and then we'll do our normal thing. Hey, do we agree with this review? Um, or you know, this will all be spoiler free. I mean, if you've played Yellow, you kind of have an idea. Um, but we'll talk about what we agree with in the review, and then we'll just talk about yeah. our uh, experience with the game so far. After one badge, we just got out of Mount Moon. Uh, returning to Kanto in Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu or Eevee is almost as much fun as heart- and as heartwarming as I'd hoped it would be with its fresh, colorful design and new mechanics. Pikachu and Eevee are adorable, overpowered leads with the capability to learn some incredible moves, and they feel special in both in and out of battle. The Pokemon Go catching system is more is a more relaxing way to fill out your Pokedex and grind for experience, and I never felt like I was missing out on battles because of it. Kanto is literally with charismatic trainers ready to fight. Some irritating UI design and issues with his motion controls add up to be a minor annoyance, but the addicting capture cycle and great challenges in the post-game keep me coming back to play. 9-0. Lower. 8-0. 8-3. Okay. Great. 
I will highlight some of this review. Yeah, because we only played a little bit. You know, we, we're not that far. I have played two and a half hours. You have played about half of that, two yep. and a half hours. I actually let you go through Mount Moon by yep. yourself and fight the two trainers that went up to Brock. Key experiences in my playthrough. Yeah. I'm letting you just have because I wanted just you. Little, just a little taste. I wanted you to experience yeah. it by, without co-op with you, just doing your thing back in Kanto for the first time and, in a while. And the mechanics, you know, it took like a second just to kind of get used to the Pokeball thing. But, mm-hmm. you know, I think I caught on pretty fair, you know, pretty easy. Got how, used to the, the one-handed control. How's that for you? Instead of a two-handed control, you're using one Joy-Con you just have to, with I, one it, hand. You just maybe need like 10, 15 minutes mm-hmm. just to kind of, exp- like, I think the Mountain was like the perfect spot for me. So, like, maneuvering through like Geodudes and people like that, like, to get the mechanics right, um, to get like the potions, the Pokeballs. Dude, for, for what I played, I really enjoyed it. So it says here, um, the Pokemon Go catching system is a more relaxing way to fill out the Pokedex and grind for experience. I never felt like I was missing out on battling because of it. You had the opportunity to catch a bunch of wild Pokemon. You yeah. now see that catching them actually levels you up. Yeah. Uh, all your Pokemon yeah. because there's no chance to battle wild Pokemon. Everyone gets the experience share. So how – and you cannot turn that off. Yeah. So you've seen that and you now have played a million Pokemon games so you know what to battle. Yeah. And now you've just had just catch it just like so can go. It, it was like a hybrid how's of it work? Both. I think it was a hybrid of both. And, and again, like there's been – at least in this game, there's been more um, like – trainer battle like people to battle more like mm-hmm. the, what was the one guy um the coach trainer yeah like the coach trainer so there's a couple more people there that weren't in the other games i mean just the the wild system though like you're used to playing it when you battle and then catch yeah. or you battle kill and get experience it, this there's no opportunity to battle do you miss it i mean oh, i guess a little bit because i like battling the pokemon sure. it was just in my head in my used old school ways of thinking that's how i battle that's how i get more experience that's how you know i you know at least like if i didn't know a new pokemon mm-hmm. so i knew what their attacks like oh sure i don't even know what this attack is let me see what it does right but obviously now you have to wait until you battle the guys again that's true that's actually really i didn't think about that when you get a new pokemon to exper- to experiment their attacks you actually have to wait till a battle yeah. when it could be too late and you could lose that battle that's a good that's a good call out again it took me you know, a quick couple couple tries just to get used to the flick of the wrist with the pokeball mm-hmm. i do like some of the pokemon kind of went side to side to make it a little bit more challenging it is very much like pokemon yeah. go the oh, catching yeah. system it's me, almost it's, identical it's like the hybrid of both i yeah. do how like you can um like when when you hit someone, like when you would, let's say you battle someone, you attack them. Instead of like the slow drain of the bar, if they're dead, it just drains it, immediately. It out. goes fast. The power that, bar that was is nice. instantaneous. You don't have to sit around and wait for the bar to go down slow. Yours goes down a little bit slower, but that's yeah. the drama. I like that. And I do, I do like seeing the Pokemon. I didn't like the mystery. I mean, I, don't get me wrong. I'll always like the mystery of who it it's is. More of an annoyance but, though. Yeah, true, and it, it saves you so much time. Yeah, like you know you have that Pokemon, or you know you you know what to get, know what not to get, and. It gives you time to weave around the Pokemon. I will say that I went into this saying I would like the option to turn it off and get random encounters. I still would like that. I still would like that that option. I think if given the option, I think I would totally go for this new system. I am falling in love. I'm falling in love with with the. But just having the option, I I think, would be cool. You know, but I'm sure it'd probably be a bitch to kind of. It's not good for my like OCD tendencies. To whereas like I need to do everything in a game. I need to do all the side missions. And and knowing that Pokemon are in this forest or over here, that you would just keep scrolling, running into random. Every time I walk by a Pokemon on my map in the new game, I'm like, I could have caught it. 
I could have caught it. When I first got it and I went out of Pallet Town, there were two Pidgeys, a Rattata, and a Bellsprout just sitting there. I was like, I'm getting all of it. Like, well, I'm not to. stopping. You have to. If you don't have the Pokemon and you see a walk around, you're going to get it. No, I mean, even if I have it. Oh, okay. Like, I'm still, I, I have this tendency to just want to clean up the screen and whatever's on there, get rid of. So, like, if I see six Geodudes and I already have one, I'm like, shit, do I go past it or do my, does, like, my mind not let me? Yeah. Now, for people like me who have that tendency to ha- got, literally got to catch them all, uh, that kind of OCD tendency, they did something cool with the catch system that I love, love, love. So instead of Pokemon Go where you swipe your finger, you get the Pokemon, you get three candy or six, whatever. Um, you get three candy and the candy goes towards leveling up. And then when you get 12, 25, 50 yeah. or 100 or 400 candy, you can hit the evolve button and boom. Candy in this game works differently. Candy now um, goes from Professor Oak, he gives you the candy and you can actually use that to increase your stats. So like you'll get speed candy well, or quick candy. It goes to your speed. You get yeah. mighty candy. It goes to your attack. So you can actually assign them to whatever Pokemon you want. Which is cool. And if you give him enough of one kind of Pokemon, you'll get that Pokemon's uh, personal candy, which powers up all their stats. So it is a cool way to yeah. kind of level up and, and give your stats a boost. Um, but I love that if that, if I'm in the Viridian Forest... And there's 10 different Caterpies around. And I only need one because I don't have one. I have an incentive to catch all 10. Because if you catch a Caterpie, then another Caterpie, then another Caterpie, it starts a chain combo, a catch combo of Caterpie, Caterpie, Caterpie. And it levels up their stats every time, which increases the chance of you getting A, more powerful uh, stats on your Pokemon that you run into in the wild. B, a rare Pokemon spawn. Like a buddy of mine was in the Viridian Forest, caught a bunch of Weedles in a row, got a Bulbasaur, which was insane. Or C, you can get shiny Pokemon. So the incentive is there for you to continue to just catch the, catch same, the same shit one, yeah. over and over. Now, if I go Geodude, 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 and I'm on combo number four, and then I catch an Onix, and then four more Geodude, the combo starts over. And that's what I'm assuming that you're going to try to go back to do after this podcast is over to try to get yourself an Onix. When I go back, I am going back all the way to the Viridian Forest, and I'm going to try and get a Bulbasaur. <laughs> I am. It I got, am. He decided. I am. And then I'm going to go back to Mount Moon, and I'm going to see how many Geodude I can run into to get my combo up. To see if I can get a shiny Geodude. I've never caught a shiny Pokemon in my life okay. outside of the red Gyarados in Gold Silver I Crystal. did catch a giant Geodude. Yeah. So, I did catch yeah. a shiny Magikarp in Pokemon Go, but I'm not a shiny hunter when I yeah. play Pokemon games. I don't love filling my decks except for Sun and Moon. Yeah. So I've never really run into a shiny that I even maybe even was aware of. Yeah. I've never caught a shiny Pokemon unless that it was that red Gyarados in the Lake of Rage, which everybody has access to. So I would love to find a shiny one. Uh, and then I also wanted to see if I can like spawn an Onix or something yeah. like that because I know riding an Onix could be badass. Yeah. Um, the game does follow yellow, so there is the anime. I have my rival, which I named appropriately, Sam, and uh, he has the Pikachu. I have the Eevee. The Eevee sits on your head, and when you throw it into battle, you don't throw it off a Pokeball. It runs off your arm, and you yeah. chuck it into battle. That was cool. It's a that nice cool. touch. Yeah. Now – on top of the Eevee following on your head, any other Pokemon can either follow you or you can ride on it. We saw some of those animations with some of that. What would you think about that? I thought that was pretty cool. I know you recently called an Ekans. We kind of laughed following the Ekans. I'm just thinking, like, if you're like a Charizard, does he fly or does yes, he walk? He oh, flies. he flies. Yeah, okay. and you actually fly on his back. So he That's yeah. how I'd be traveling. Yeah. So you can yeah. do that. They uh, There's, I think, 18 Pokemon in the game that will you that uh, you will ride. ride. Okay, you cool. actually, like Snorlax, he like stomps around all slow and you actually grab onto his belly 
and hang onto his belly like you're rock climbing. It's pretty. Yeah, I was gonna say like you're riding the trash truck. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> dude, it's exactly right, dude. Cool. It's hilarious. Awesome. Um, so yeah, there's got like, there's nice little things go out throughout the game. Um, I like the system of. Um, CP is still kind of weird to me. They put it in there for the go folks, but really, I'm just paying attention to level. Yeah, so that's, um, that's all you that's need. Really, all I'm doing. But they still level uh, the same way they would in any other game um, by trading or by level or by stone. So there's no difference in that. Your CP does not influence your uh, that I know of yeah. your evolutions. Um, Jesse and James, Team Rocket, yep, right game into them. with Meowth. That cute little Meowth sleeping on top of Mount Moon. The entrance which was really fun. Um, Brock. Beat that ass. That was fun. It just catch a bell sprout. You'll beat that ass real quick. Real, real quick. quick. Yeah, real, real quick. You'll beat that Mind ass. Mind whip for days. Yep. Uh, it was just, it, it was exactly what I remember, but in full 3D on my yeah. fucking 60. And, and I know we, we mentioned this, you know, probably at least a couple podcasts ago that I've already been like debating about getting a Switch. And it's already been, you know, been in my thought process. And I think, you know, once I get settled, because I believe I still have another port that I can add in the basement, I might, I might possibly add a Switch to it just, just to get, you know, Pokemon a game that we I played for years. Smash the Super Bro. Smash coming out, the Mario Kart, of course. So there's, and I'm sure there's going to be a lot more games that I'm going to be interested in. I, and I think you would honestly benefit very much from handheld mode yeah. when you have commercials on your TV shows and stuff like that. Instead of going to your phone for distractions, it's a great, especially with the smaller indie games. You play two, three minutes, and boom. You're have back you played into on it yet? On your handheld. I mode? will never. Okay. Pokemon is one of the okay. three. I would just seen it if you try it just to see. You no, know. I never will. Pokemon is not. a I'm game I'm just trying to see how the, the the Pokeball aspect would, would um, be. I forget how it works in handheld mode um and we've been playing without the pokeball you did not get the pokeball. i did not get the pokeball plus you get mew you do that and a couple friends have gotten it and said it's totally worth it and i missed the boat yeah, i'm that. still waiting for the beer driver so put down the pokeball um these are the six type of characters you can or eight you can you know okay, customize you can yourself variety. you're not just yeah. boy girl yeah you can be different hairs and stuff like that which is cool yeah which is really cool professor oak is in it with his little cubone still looks the same still it looks yeah. great like um you know, there's me and Sam, our rival, yeah. rival fight. So it's it's just a lot of fun. Um, overall, there's one more mechanic I wanted to talk about real quick, and that is instantaneous drop-in, drop-out co-op for the first yeah. time ever. I played Pokemon co-op <laughs> with a friend, not battling against, yeah. but going I on the journey I was a lady. With. You were a lady. You get dropped in. You know, you, you literally shake the Joy-Con, and you're in the yeah, game. You, so it's nice and quick. And like every time you enter a building, it's like you appear there. It's, mm-hmm. You can't click on nothing. You're, you're, you're just basically walking around. You're but, there to help battle, and you're there to help capture. I mean, That's we, it. When we... When we had that option, we never ran into a tr- uh, a trainer that had two Pokemon, so we don't know if it's going to be two v two. But we know that when it went, it was two of us versus one of them. Yeah, and but my, we, my but assumption we, is it's going to be two v one, no matter what. And we noticed that we believed that it was they were a little harder to beat. Our M- maybe didn't do as much, but it's to us maybe because again. I had a level 8 Pikachu on a level 11 Bulbasaur, which electric is already not very effective to grass. So I don't know. I would like to hope and pray that the enemies are just a little bit harder. Th- or our damage too- doesn't do as much. That, I, that's what it felt like to me. I hope, but who knows? Yeah. Um, you were one shot and a lot of shit with Quick Attack on Eevee. So who, who knows what that would be? Well, Eevee was level like 14, then everyone else was like 12, level 8. 12. Yeah. I think she's on 14 now, but I say she. Yeah. That's my Eevee. That's my partner. Yeah. That's my dog. Yeah. Uh, but the cool thing is, even if you don't want Eevee in your party, like your partner Pokemon, Pikachu or Eevee, even though they cannot evolve, they are not stuck to your party. You can remove them from your six Pokemon and just battle with whatever six you want. And then just want, have them on your head. And they will yeah. always be following you or on your Which head cool. no matter Which what. Which that was like my big question to you. Yeah. So that was awesome. So they maintain their partnership throughout the game. Um, they cannot evolve, although you can catch them 
in the, the wild and yeah. evolve. So I actually have a Pikachu that I plan on getting to a Raichu like friggin' ASAP. Yeah, of course. Um, I do not plan on using Poke Park, which is like importing my Pokemon from Go. I don't plan on doing that. This is a pure experience for me. Um, I don't want to to influence that in any way or bring in a level one Hitmonlee and have yeah. to raise it. I'm all set. Um, but uh, yeah, co-op was fun. You actually have to both throw the Pokeball at the same time. Um, so that's pretty cool, like to synchronize it. Uh, overall, though, I'm glad you, you're interested yeah. in Nintendo Switch. I'm glad that you like the game. Um, I think, from from my perspective, it is uh, exactly what I thought it would be, and that is in the highest regard yeah. possible. You'll be beating this game. It's not. <laughs> it's funny that you know. I would like to ask: Have you played Red Dead since? I have not played Red Dead yeah. since last week, and I assume that's going to continue now. Um, dude, Red Dead's all that game I always want to play and never want to play at the same time. Yeah. Like if I ever saw Red Dead again, it would be too soon. But I really do want to beat it. Yeah. It's just right now it seems runner. so yeah. overwhelming yeah. right now. Shout out to Dom. Yeah. Um <laughs> so overwhelming right now. So I'll get to it eventually. Yeah, eventually. I'm thinking okay. by like my thirty first birthday. Yeah. So Another right year. May, Another year. Right yeah. around May, I think I'll have it I'll have it beaten. Um would you recommend this game? Oh, hold on, hold on, hold on. To a non-Pokemon fan as well, their first Pokemon game. Uh, no, I, I think you have to play game. Like, you have to hold handheld first. Go back and play red. You have to start from the beginning. I'm a blue guy. Even though Scyther's in yeah. red, I'm a blue guy. I'm, you have, I don't know. I, and I don't think there are people who have never... I think you're crazy if you never play a Pokemon game. There's there like 20 15 different games. There are plenty of people. Ah. I know people I personally think they're who, have never, who have never played a Pokemon game. I don't game. believe them. You have to have access to a handheld, which, again, you have to have access to a Switch. Now, if you're like you, and I think you may have answered this question already based off your opinion of the Switch. If you're a non-Switch owner, now this system's been out for a year and a half. You have Pokemon. You have yeah. Smash it, it, coming. It, it make, Mario. It's, it's that Zelda. extra incentive to get that Switch. You know, neither, I mean, there was already you know, the um, Super Mario Party. Oh my God, Mario Party! Too. You know, between God, that, that and game. Super Smash coming and Mario Kart, like you this can't even is get just crash. An, exactly. You know, I have a PS4. You can't even so. get crash, but it's just another incentive to get the damn system. You can even get Rocket League. Yeah, but <laughs> I have that for the computer. But you can play it with people in the computer. A little handheld. It's cute. It's yeah. adorable. Yeah, I'd recommend it to anybody who ever yeah. had any interest in Pokemon. If you want to get back into the series, it's a great uh, starting point back up because it's pokemon yellow which is gen one they are staying very true to gen one i mean there's mega evolutions and shit like that so yeah it'll definitely go off course but the mechanics are actually really fun i really enjoy it we'll give uh more of a fuller impression as you know the game has had a chance to have everybody play it and i have a chance to beat it um but i'm in i'm expecting it to be pretty much the exact same as now because we know what we're getting into. It's Pokemon Yellow, yeah. but in beautiful HD, yeah. which I'm so happy that I get to say. Sony will be skipping E3 2019. Now, I, and me, like, I'm okay with it, but I know obviously a lot of people are butter because I, mm-hmm. I, I was on Twitter. Sure. I'm like, glad that you love Twitter it's so what, much It's now. what, the first 24 Four, years? 24 years. It's like, take him this one. The world's not going to end. This, like, I think the first, the last time they missed it was when they, a year before they announced the PS1. Yeah, so it's like, guys, they're building something. Maybe they don't have enough to. They, they don't have anything to show. Exactly. So it's There's like, no more PS4 P- exclusives PS4's, coming out after the ones that PS4's have already been announced. PS4's already doing great. It's selling good games. 86 doing million. Good. 86 million. Let them relax. Sit back. Let It's time for Xbox to step up. This is their time to shine. And Nintendo. 
Exactly. Nintendo's not skipping it either. They're, they're not. So, but they, they have stuff. They're, they're, they're still coming in fresh. PlayStation's on the background. They're working on that PS5. Yeah. And, and they are also skipping their own PSX this year. So we are not going to hear from Sony about anything new till potentially either a random press conference, like they, how they announced yeah. the PS4 like was in March, yeah. um, which could happen. But I'd say probably not. Um, or they could have to wait all the way till PSX 2019, which is in December, Good. 13 more months Good. after a very disappointing E3 from them. Keep people guessing. Well, this PS4 is done. Yeah, that's right? what I'm saying. We're they, not getting it, it. Did it? It did its job. Death Stranding, Spider Man, Ghost of Tsushima, Last of Us Part Two, and uh, did I say Spider Man? Yeah, uh, Resident Evil Two. Yeah, those are the big five that Sony said we're we're finishing out the life cycle of this thing with those five games. And, and I think that's one, fine. two, three of them aren't out yet. Right, so Ghost of Tsushima not out yet. Yep. Death Stranding not out yet. Um, Last of Us Remastered and we still have um, not out yet. Um, God damn it. Everyone's in it. Use K. Uh, Jump Force? Jump Force. That's not an exclusive. I, I'm just saying, still, it's still another game coming, ah, coming to PS4. It's not an exclusive. Um, so now you have, like, these big five, six games coming from PlayStation. Dude, Death Stranding, Ghost of Shimmer, they could be PS5 games because they are very long off in development. Last of Us Part Two could still be a PS5 game. Who knows? But I'm assuming they'll do, like, what they did with GTA Five, where they did both, an old one and a new one, yeah. PS4 and Five. But this PS5 is coming. Um... We know that. They've already said that they're working on it. Yeah. They've been working on it since the, the they, day one they of the said PS4. They said 5 and 6 was already in development, so this is no surprise. Yeah, and so they just really have nothing to show here. Um, I, I wrote down here my Nintendo theory, Greg's Nintendo theory. I left it vague. Nintendo, for E3, they have a booth. Yeah. They have awesome games. But do they do a live press conference like Xbox and Sony usually do? They have their own, though. They do that direct. Yeah. They do a Nintendo yeah. direct. P, uh, PS5, or P, I'm sorry, PlayStation just did the PS1 Classic, which is what? A mini console, yeah. just like Nintendo did. What if Sony says, instead of this huge production, this insanely giant thing in some theater with that could go wrong, with yeah. live scripts and all this shit, what if we said, fuck it, we're the biggest company, we can flex our muscle, we'll do a PlayStation direct? From now on, instead of a big press conference, it can be scripted. It can be kept to time. Yeah. It can have multiple takes so you get it right. You can get all the jam packed information, and people would get hyped if every quarter you just dropped a little one to listen to. And that would hurt E3. Oh, yeah, but E3 I, can fucking suck a dick. Yeah. Like E3 blows. Let me just point that out. The only good things about E3 are the press conferences. Yeah. That is it. And I am a consumer, not a journalist. Yeah. So that's my thought, mm -hmm. who has never been to an E3. I don't want to stand in nine hours of yeah, a line yeah. to play 15 minutes of a game. Yeah, I can just watch someone else do it or wait for the fucker to come out yeah, myself. Yeah. So for me, it's press conferences for the first three days and then that whole rest of E3 is a week. Yeah. But no one cares because they only care yeah. about the first exactly. three days. Exactly. So once Nintendo's done on Tuesday at 12, nobody done. cares yeah. at all. So why wouldn't PlayStation have a great booth yeah. and their booth's always right next to Nintendo. Continue that tradition in, in the future, but move towards a direct where people, dude, you would have freaking hundreds of thousands of people watching that shit on YouTube. And knowing that it's all you. And no all and, eyes and, on you, not and, for Nintendo, and you Xbox. Can, and you can make it yours. No distractions, yeah. no F-ups from live TV, no awkward performances from celebrities that yeah. shouldn't really be on yeah. stage. You can just do it your way. And then Xbox can see that, and then Xbox will start doing it. If I lived in a world where Nintendo, 
Xbox, and Sony Had all gave direct style presentations once a quarter. That means I would get once a month something from everybody. Something new, yeah. From everybody. One month Nintendo, next month PlayStation, next, box, Xbox, next month Xbox, then Nintendo, then Sony, then Xbox. Every month we'd get one. That's a world I want to live in. Yeah, I, that actually sounds great. I, I I can actually see it happening. It, it makes it it makes sense. That's my Nintendo theory. I I hope Sony yeah. goes down the rabbit hole and becomes the direct style because I love Sony. I love the yeah, shit they do. They could be seeing all the views that the Nintendo directs yeah. and all that they've been getting, and I think they've been well received. Nobody makes maybe the middle twenty. Nobody minutes, makes but. games at the quality Nintendo does, but nobody makes a triple A game like Sony does. Yeah, Sony has the best. Big budget, triple A, Spider-Man type experiences, Uncharted's and all that. Um, You know, Horizon Zero Dawn, Last of Us. Damn, dude, Sony just crushes. Would love to continue that. So that's my Nintendo theory uh, on that. Square Enix has also kind of leaked out that they've reportedly begun a triple A game for the PS5. So we know, again, it's it's coming. coming. Yeah, it's coming. So Um, I did 2020. I would say one. I would say 2021. Um, That would give you... No, no Christmas 2020, no? March. Okay. I'm always going to go March. March on consoles, March to May. That's okay. going to be my console window. Gets you ready for summer. And then that gives you long enough for the console to, to be out and to get the holidays. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, so I'm always a spring release yeah. for consoles. Um, but yeah, we, we now know that this is coming. I would say 2021, that would give the PS4, I think, eight. Eight, years, nine, yeah, something like yeah. that, uh, in the market, which is perfect. Yeah, it's just that's long right enough. In cycle. And then you move forward with brand. And that'll new be over ninety million units sold. So that's, I think that's solid. Yeah, I mean, PS4 could could hit a hundred. They really gotta time the announcement of the PS5. Like them coming out now in November, saying we're not going to be an E3 in June, might hurt their brand. It, it might. Or they okay, start why am I going to deals? They, their Black Friday deals are going to be insane. Yeah. Two hundred bucks PS4 and Spider Man. That's a pretty insane deal. Sold. But why, why would you tell me? <laughs> why would you tell me eight months in advance you're not going to be there? What's the incentive for me to go buy this machine unless it's on sale? So two hundred bucks. I mean, that's what I mean. Yeah. It's on sale. It's yeah. a great price. I got this for free, so I can't really complain. You Ashley got it for me yeah. for my birthday. We paid for yeah. it. I didn't. As a team. <laughs> yeah. What's yours is mine. Yeah. All right. We will be right back after this word from the Earth Station DC Universe podcast. I'm Drew Leiter. And I'm Cletus Jacobs. And we're inviting you to check out our podcast, The Earth Station DCU. We talk all things DC comics, television, movies, and news. We'll give you weekly comic recommendations and keep you informed on what's going on with DC TV and movies. We are part of the ESO Network. You can catch a new episode weekly on iTunes, Google Music, Stitcher, or wherever fine podcasts are found. Now, we'll start off in gaming, a game finally released, Spyro the Reignited Trilogy. We have the review for it. It is Toys for Bob, who did the remake, has done a great job of filling Spyro's first three adventures with such reinvigorated life. Worlds are packed to the brim with more detail, animations are consistently endearing, and the quality of life improvements make revisiting these once analog stickless platformers a joy to play. They're definitely easier thanks to some of those changes, but no less charming to play. It's great to see Spyro's return treated with such love and care and i hope renewed interest in his past can light the way for his future i know eight five i was i was gonna say that but they were just singing its praises yeah and this is a game that i had pre-ordered um canceled my pre-order since then by the way not doing pre-orders from them um and actually have decided not to buy 
at all. Did, no, did you used to play the Spyro's games back in the day? One. Never played the other ones. And Spyro 1 didn't hold up to me. And it didn't. I didn't particularly if, enjoy if it. If you go back and watch like the graphics, you're like, ugh. I watch speedruns of it all the time, and it's yeah. not very endearing. Um, it's a collect-a-thon, which I enjoy collect-a-thons, I guess. But, uh, you know, it, it just it wasn't my thing back then. Thought, okay, I'll give it new life. And maybe I will when it comes to Switch. This is a game I'd want to play on the go for 15 minutes. This is not. <laughs> what else is new? Well, I I have to hook this up whenever I want to play it now, my PS4. Yeah. So if I want to play a game, like I'm, I have to hook it up. Da, 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 da. If I can just pop it out, play it on the go for 15, 20 minutes in the other room while she's watching TV. That's why I want Switch games. Not for like, because it's Nintendo, because I can play it on handheld. It's a oh, great, it's a great perk. <laughs> just maybe it's on the go. It's a, I, I, you know, if Shriver was here. Yeah. It's just, a, it's a great perk. Yeah. Microsoft had a little. Conference little in Mexico event, City? Little event, event? Little event. Was XO 2018? Just XO18. XO18. Yeah. Uh, XO18, it's supposed to be 2018, but the X is like you can do it in perpetuity. Like Mega Man, it takes place in 20XX. And like okay, okay. It's just that. That's all it is. It's really just 2018, but the two is an X. <laughs> just, just say, just say 2018. <laughs> they had, they had uh, a bunch of announcements, which, you know, we were really hyped about uh, because we were waiting for Microsoft to do something Microsofty. You know, this is finally something that that is theirs. PSX has their own thing. Nintendo has their directs. Microsoft doesn't do anything. They do once a month. They do like inside Xbox. So this is their first time. It's as boring as shit. This wasn't great. Don't get me wrong. <laughs> this wasn't like E three style announcements. At least he's uh, there was there was barely anything new shown from like new games. But each of the games we were expecting got little updates. But. Was it really worth seeing? You're like, I, it was two and a half hours. I just fast forwarded to the good stuff. <laughs> okay, yeah. Okay. Yeah, I mean, that's just all I needed to do. All right, I don't blame you. Crackdown 3 getting Wrecking Zone? Yeah, so this was the first big announcement here. Because um, you're from, a Crackdown I'm a Crackdown nut. Yeah, okay. I'm a Crackdown nut. It was inc- The first game is still regarded as my favorite Xbox 360 game. Exclu- exclusive. Okay, okay. Exclusive, because Bioshock is, is on both consoles. Um Crackdown 3 has been in development hell. It's been delayed a billion friggin' times. We are getting it in February, finally, which is great. But Wrecking Zone is a brand new 5-on-5 multiplayer mode like we've never seen before. Um, I didn't read that. (laughs) Um, This is really neat because Crackdown, when it first was announced... They said there's going to be so much cloud computing in it that the entire city is completely destructible and you can blow up anything. And we were like, hype as shit. And then as the game got delayed and kind of put in hell, that whole feature kind of went away and we didn't hear much about it. And then they came out and they said, here's five on five deathmatch, which you've never had in Crackdown. So go have fun. Red team, blue team, fuck fuck them up. I love that thought. But now all the multiplayer maps, the entire map is destructible thanks to cloud computing they brought the feature back but instead of single player they devoted it to multiplayer great move there was never multiplayer before there was never this type of multiplayer there was a little co-op action but there was never five on five agents versus agents just go kill each other blow each other up do whatever and this is going to be really fun a lot of verticality a lot of uh giant michael bay type explosions did they announce a release date or like in february i think 22nd or something like that this is day one and how many times did it get pushed back three or four supposed to come out you're not nervous petrified okay it looks like a ps2 game sometimes i'm petrified oh my god dude it's it's really it's really rough around the edges terry cruz is in it now i don't love terry cruz but he's funny (laughs) in the commercials Who's good in the Friday uh, I won't, movies? I won't play as him. I think he's a playable character, yeah. like his voice. I'm out on that. I want to be the original agent. But, uh, you know, if it's anything like Crackdown 1, 
from a story perspective or just like an open world have fun, I'm down. If it's anything Crackdown 2, I'm I'm probably just going to be kind of timid on it and like, eh, it's good, but it could it could be better. Crackdown okay. 2 was a little bit of a disappointment. Sorry to hear that. Man. That's all right. It happens. Shit happens, bro. Microsoft acquires Obsidian Entertainment and Exile Entertainment? In Exile. In Exile. In Exile Entertainment, which is cool because we had talked earlier about, like a couple weeks ago, there was a rumor that Microsoft was going to acquire Obsidian. They did South Park, the Stick of Truth. Um, so, but not the Fractured But, but not the Fractured But Hole, which is, by the way, on sale at Walmart on Black Friday for 17 bucks. Damn. Guess who's picking it up? Um, it's about goddamn time I'm going to buy that game. And so yeah, I'm going to uh, I'm going to pick that up on Switch. But Obsidian is now Microsoft only. In Exile, another RPG factory. These two are RPG factories. There's one thing that Nintendo does better than the other guys too is RPGs. Nintendo is amazing with RPGs. Sony. Not an RPG machine. Xbox never was. They had, I think it was called like Golden Odyssey or something like that on the 360. It was an incredible JRPG. But you don't really go to PlayStation 4 and Xbox One for RPGs. You go to the computer. You yeah. go to the Nintendo. Stuff like that. Now Xbox is saying when the Xbox 2 or whatever it's going to be called comes out, we're going to have... Seven brand new studios that are just us. We're going to pump out the best exclusives. We're going to give you RPGs on console, which you don't get at a high level. That's a huge, hugely uh, uh, intelligent move by Microsoft because they're going to be the RPG machine, which a huge, and I say huge a lot, the an enormous population of gamers go to RPGs. They love them. It's a big win for Microsoft. You bastards. Sea of Thieves, the arena? Yeah, this is a PvP, finally, Sea of Thieves, that open-world pi- pirate, pirate game. Okay, that's right. Dude, okay. you would want, if you played that game, would you not want to scour the ocean with a bunch of friends on a boat and then have other players on other boats uh, out in the open ocean? Like online. And online that you would just see and say, let's go fucking fight. Yeah. And you go up to them and you have a yeah. ship battle and then you can go and you can swashbuckle. Wouldn't you want that? <laughs> that's a good word. Wouldn't you want that? Yeah, of course. That's not what Sea of Thieves gave us. So a lot of people either gave up on the game or said this is not what was advertised. Fuck this game. Now we're getting it. So they're they're, they're listening in, to the They're going to bring in PvP, which is player versus player multiplayer. So I'm really, really excited for that aspect of Sea of Thieves. And it's available on Game Pass. So if you have Microsoft Game Pass and did not buy Sea of Thieves, when this comes out, now's your chance if you're a multiplayer gamer. And how much was Game Pass? It's 10 bucks a month. Come on, PlayStation. You guys listen, dude. Ten bucks a month for it's a everything. It's a steal, dude. It's like hunt a couple, like I think a hundred and fifty games on Game Pass with some cool new features. We're going to talk about in a second, and every single Microsoft exclusive available day one. That's insane for nothing, no additional charge. Crackdown three and CFDs included. And speaking of Game Pass, sixteen new games coming. These won't knock your socks off, but sixteen it's still, free games. But they're but it's still free games coming yeah. to a service, so you can't really complain. PUBG is coming on uh, November 12th as a free game on Game Pass. Hellblade Sinsuna's Sacrifice, which was one of the studios that Microsoft acquired at E3 and was previously a PS4 exclusive. So eat your fucking dust there, Sony. Uh, Ori and the Blind Forest is coming 1220. Ori and the Will of the Wisps is coming uh, 2019. And then the rest of them aren't really great. Kingdom 2 Crowns, Aftercharge, Supermarket Shriek, Void Bastards, <laughs> Pathologic Love the 2, titles. Pathologic 2, Secret Neighbor, The Good Life, Thief of Thieves, Mutant Year Zero, Road to Eden, MXGP3, Agents of Mayhem, which is actually a really good game. I'd like that. And then Thomas Was Alone. So the second <laughs> half of that list, not going to blow your socks off. But again, just continuing to improve yeah. the Game Pass uh, value for 10 bucks a month. Come on, PlayStation, please. 
Game Pass now gets preloading? Yeah, this was the last uh, story from XO18 that was worth reporting on. They're getting preloading, which if you don't know what preloading is, is let's say a game comes out on Friday and uh, you want to play it right at midnight and you pre-order it on, let's say, June 12th. Um, not from Amazon. You can actually <laughs> download the game onto your system early. That way, as soon as it's available, you don't cool. have to wait for it to download. You can just start playing. That's friggin' awesome. Yeah. And now you can do it on Game Pass, which is insane. Now, this is just strictly... They do it all over. Everybody does it. Oh. Everybody already does it. But Game Pass never had the feature. So now Game Pass is going to have the feature. Because remember, Game Pass allows you to play Xbox One exclusives the day that they're available as a part of the service for no additional charge. That's an insane value. Um, but you had to wait till it came out, then download it, then play it. Now, just like if you were to pre-order the game, you can just pre-order it. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, pre, I'm sorry, pre-download it. Boom, boom, boom. It's available. You can play it at midnight. It's insane. That's you don't got to awesome. sit there and wait for it to install because that shit can take forever to install Damn. the disc. So, boom. Now Xbox gets even more value. So they're bringing value. They, they're, what they're lacking in console sales, they're trying to make up for with the people that do own it to give them and, more and more. And, more and money. they are. They're, they're doing a good job. Xbox is killing it yeah. from that perspective. Yeah. And it's not like the Xbox One is doing bad. The PS4 it, is just doing really yeah, well. Yeah, it just, well, they're not doing bad. Just they're in third place. They're up against 86 million units sold, and the Switch oh, is already God. in the 20s. Yeah. So, like, that's, that's tough. Some good news coming from Nintendo says Metroid Prime 4 already well into development. And they haven't shown a goddamn no. thing about it since E3 two years ago. So I'm praying E3 2019 or a Nintendo Direct coming up this year or early next year will give us more. You and your damn Directs. Don't tell me they're the most no, hype shit. No, dude, they are. Dude, they're I, the most hype shit ever. When was the, the last one, you're like, I can't watch live. And I text you, I'm watching live. You're like, God damn it. Don't yeah, tell you, me nothing. You, you watched it yeah. before me. And like that can't happen. You, Damien played Pokemon before me. You watched the Direct before yeah. me. God damn it, career. <laughs> like, well, why do you have no, to say, most of, I beat Pokemon before you? You beat Pokemon before me. Damien played... Uh, uh, let's go Eevee and he played Sun and Moon before me damn so only a day just, only a day damn. only a day but still yeah. shouldn't have to happen no you know? I, I hear you I understand your butt hurt I, I am so fucking my butt is killing me Reggie says who the hell is Reggie number one <laughs> Reggie who the fuck is Reggie that's all I won't go oh. the rest that's bad boys too for everybody yeah. out there N64 classic edition is not in Nintendo's current plans yeah Reggie Fizeme Re- Reggie Fizeme the uh, president of Nintendo of America he's the uh, you've seen him a million times on directs you'd know exactly yeah, who probably. it was if you saw him he's the president of NOA he basically was like yeah I, we hear you just like mother three we hear you but go <laughs> fuck yourself uh, it's not but in our current not? plans 64 is freaking like one of the best systems they could be trolling who you knows think? who knows but if here's my thought and it's quick dude if they're not doing a 64 mini they're doing it on switch they're gonna bring a shit ton of keyword is current plans yeah and so they're probably trying to work it out if it's feasible to do on switch and if not they're gonna bring them they're gonna bring a 50 game collection for 100 bucks to nintendo switch and that's it the games i would want to be on the mini wouldn't be able to be on there anyway like goldeneye and shit like that so griffy like they're the games i I used to love And you own them anyway of course so you could just play them in your basement yeah but a mini would be cool too Valve rumored to be working on its own VR headset. And this could really bring new life to like Half-Life or Left 4 Dead. Oh my god, can you imagine playing a zombie shooter where they're coming at you in droves in VR? I'll I'll run through a damn wall. That'd be sick, (laughs) dude. That'd be so sick. So I think uh, Valve, because Valve does do very well. They're kind of, their reputation has fallen off in the last year or two. If it's wireless, if it's Bluetooth. That's something you've been been Bluetooth has a delay just like... That's what it is. Bluetooth is delayed, so I, d- I doubt it's going to be wireless. But if they can find a way to make a non 
latent uh, Bluetooth machine. Uh, I'm sorry, yeah, non-latent Bluetooth VR machine. I'd be totally down, but Valve, you Valve's got to get shit together. THQ Nordic has 35 unannounced games in friggin' development. All I wanted to say for this one was, that's a lot of games. Yeah, dude, but is that too many? THQ Nordic's got a good rep, so I'm sure there's some like indie smaller titles yeah. and stuff like that, maybe but for 35. multiple machines, but that's a lot of, that's a lot of fish. <laughs> what movie? Uh, uh, it's Matthew Broderick. That's a lot of fish. It's not freaking. Uh, you you got it. Ferris Bueller's Day Off. No, no, no. no. It's the 1996 Godzilla. Oh, oh, it is. <laughs> That's right. That's a lot of fish. <laughs> Niantic announces Harry Potter Wizards Unite has been friggin' delayed till 2019. This is the Harry Potter spinoff of Pokemon Go. Um, that's what this game yeah, is. Yeah, that's literally what they and, said. And so, and it's Niantic. So my assumption as to why this got delayed was because that game right there is reinvigorating Pokemon Go. Pokemon. And they're going to uh, put some more assets into Pokemon Go because it's probably gaining more users now. As again. they should. I, As they I should. think that trumps Harry Potter and Wizards Unite. So now if you wanted to be a wizard and go around and meet other wizards and shit, you're going to have to wait till 2019 there, super nerds. <laughs> go, go watch uh, Grizzlewald. <laughs> Just <laughs> Fantastic Beasts. Yeah. Go fuck yourself. Now, my most hype news, I when I read it, I you heard me like always jump with you, excitement. You squeaked like a schoolgirl. EA announces remakes for Command & Conquer Red Alert. And Red Alert. Yeah, I, I don't even know. Though, even though I'm a Yuri's, Yuri's Revenge, Revenge guy. guy. I don't know if this is Yuri's Revenge or if this does well, they'll remake Yuri's Revenge. But at least it's a step in the right direction. And that was the voices of John the Crosser. We found his voices that we he did, did which, did which was awesome. Yeah. That's freaking awesome. And you know how we found it? We just listened for it. And it, you could hear that it was Johnny D. Oh, well, except he, it wasn't his Stallone? He didn't do Stallone. Yeah. He thought he did Stallone, yeah. but he didn't yeah. He didn't actually do Stallone. Into the movie section now. We have a couple of reviews. This one's for Ralph Breaks the Internet, the sequel to Wreck-It Ralph. Ralph Breaks the Internet is no wreck, thanks to several big laughs and some sweet messages about online behavior that should connect with both kids and parents. The Disney princesses steal the show in the most hilarious and meta moments, while new characters played by Gal Gadot and... Taraji P. Henson proved to be welcome additions to this world. While the fun had at the expense of the internet isn't exactly the freshest material, Ralph Breaks the Internet uh, works well not because of where it sends its two main characters physically, but rather emotionally. Before I even say, I love that it got a great review. So that's a good sign because we do both love John C. Riley. Yeah. 9.0. And I do love that this movie is doing well because I've said it a million times. Once you brought in the internet aspect, this movie was already dated. Yeah. The internet moves so fast that I saw in a trailer WhatsApp and I'm like, in a year, WhatsApp's going to be something else. Yeah. It's going to be bought out by Google Hangouts and it's going to be gone. So it's a, it's a, it's a chance that you're taking on this. Here's where I can see value. Is if in 15 years when we watch this movie, we say, oh, remember Twitter. Yeah. As opposed yeah. to, what the fuck is Twitter? It's like, hmm, remember Twitter? That was fun. Remember that? Yeah. And maybe it sparks some sort of revolution or some crap. Um, I can see that. But it's very tricky and kind of, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Kind of um, a risky, I guess, to make a film about the internet just because it moves so goddamn fast. We also have a review for Creed 2. This one's long, so strap in, folks. Bear with me on this one. This is obviously, like all of our reviews, per IGN. Just like Adonis himself, director Ryan Coogler proved with Creed that this new iteration of the Rocky franchise could stand on its own and forge its own legacy. Creed 2, however, can't... 
That's, there's the H word. Uh, Can't seem to let the past go, abandoning the exciting new path blazed by Kugler in favor of evoking what's come before with undeniably diminished results. The return of Ivan Drago and the introduction of his son Victor feels mishandled and undercooked. The only thing driving the story forward is the strength of Michael B. Jordan, Tessa Thompson, and Sylvester and Sylvester Stallone's performances. But they're nearly lost at they're nearly lost in a sea of missed opportunity. Die-hard fans of the franchise will probably enjoy this grudge match, but for those that discovered it through the 2015 film and go in expecting something just as weighty, well, you've got a 10 count to beat, and something tells me the disappointment of seeing all the flashes of what this movie could have been is going to keep you on the mat. Well, if you jumped in at just Creed, you're a jackass, because then you wouldn't miss half the shit that they even talked about. 5.0 for this jackass's review. 6.0. Uh, he said, "If you not, that yeah, he did, uh, it, it, he's it, watched all the Rocky films." Yeah, but he, I don't know. I didn't like the wording of it. Well, seven hundred twenty-five million dollars, Sam, not million copies. Yeah, I'm, again, <laughs> it's just but, the, but the way the, it's I'm, written. I'm a little biased because Rocky Four is my was is my favorite. It's my favorite Rocky film. Too. So I'm a little, you know, you talk bad about it, and the first Creed, you know, Drago, I get, I get yes. upset. Oh, I agree. I love, I love Creed. But you know why I'm not surprised at this review and the overall <laughs> theme of this movie not being great. Because I said it as soon as that trailer dropped. This doesn't seem like a boxing movie. It seems like a drama. And that's what I'm thinking but there was, But there was a lot of that in the, even the Rockies. Like it was a lo- more drama than I would almost say boxing. I mean, you know, Rocky V sucks. Oh, Rocky, Rocky was the worst one Rocky, ever made. Rocky Ooh. Balboa sucks. That was one of the main reasons. Rocky One's not great. That was one of the... I, I actually like Rocky One. Two, yeah. three, and four to me are the sweet spots of the franchise. Because the main reason Stallone did... Um, Rocky Balboa is he didn't want to go out on five because he knew and five him boy. he was upset with it and it was it was yeah. not good yeah well also Tommy Tommy Guns oh, is Tommy dead Gun. so he did he's he, dead he did die yeah I forget his actual name Tommy the I don't know I think it's just Tommy Gun no 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 it's not his actual name in, in real life oh Tommy Morrison that's it Tommy Morrison he had a great ESPN thirty for thirty about him it actually came out the day of my wedding I spent my wedding morning at Target with you and watching that thirty for thirty. It's a true story. Yeah. All right. Uh, what else do we got? Oh, that's actually it. We have a couple trailers to dissect too. Uh, we had a trailer for Fighting With My Family, which is the film The Rock is making oh, yeah. based off of the life of Paige, um, who is currently the general manager of SmackDown Live. Maybe thought – she's still in her mid-20s. So yeah, maybe she's like 24. So maybe like young. too early to have this type of film. But damn, dude. The Rock doesn't play Dwayne like a character. He plays The Rock. Yeah. It's so freaking fun. Yeah. So yeah, this trailer, she comes from a wrestling family. She grows up into it. At a very young age, she gets her start uh, in professional wrestling. She moves to the WWE, has all the success. She's already had to retire because of a neck injury in yeah. real life. So like now she's onto the business side of it at 25 years old or whatever. Um, and The Rock said, I'm making this film. And the trailer kicked ass. We don't get a lot of good wrestling movies. But when we do, think of like The Wrestler. They're yeah. always really good. And it's being produced by the rock so right. you know it's going to be done right um everything i saw i liked i liked all the actors cast and it looks like it's going to be a good story how she kind of was basically as a kid yeah this is the bohemian rhapsody of wrestling it's going to be a good biopic because it's about Paige, who's currently in the business yeah. and who has had a sex tape scandal i don't know how far they're going to push the limit or if they're going to be risky because the rock yeah. if he fucks this up he could potentially burn some bridges so i don't know if there's going to play I, a lot of and I think The Rock take knows of, he's been he's been around long enough yeah. to know how to. to, to I, do I don't it. think this. I don't know if this movie's going to take a lot of chances, but I don't know if it has to because we don't get a lot of good wrestling yeah. or a lot of wrestling films. So again, if this is just a seven 
I'm per- completely happy with it. It looks to be about a 7, yeah. 7.5. I'm completely happy with that. We'll take a 7. Looking forward to this movie a lot. Yeah, same here. What about Dumbo? Did you watch that trailer? I did. Me too. And that fucking part where we had the clown makeup on, it hurt. <coughs> it did, it dude, hurt. it's a baby. The whole movie hurt. Yeah, and I, I think it was the Chris, mom getting taken. Chris, oh, my Chris Evans tweeted like, "I couldn't even get through the trailer without like crying." He's like, "How am I going to make it through a two-hour movie?" And I was yeah. like, "Yeah, I, I had to the, agree with this." This was one of like the most heart-wrenching trailers I've watched in a long time. It it looks way better than I thought it was going to be. Yeah, me too. I, and there's nothing shocking or special about no. it. It is a sad-ass trailer. Colin Farrell looks Colin good. Colin Farrell looks good. Um, Dumbo looks fine. Yeah, doesn't look I'm okay bad. With it. Um, it it tells a pretty freaking sad story uh um, so just everyone bring your tissues bring your tissues yeah. it's it's definitely a trailer that a lot of people i can see crying for 100%. for me it was like oh my god i feel terrible yeah. watching this trailer but it was a good terrible because it, it was effective that's what this was it was an effective trailer that before yeah. this trailer i had zero yep. interest it got the job done. and now it's peaked i'm not gonna see it in theaters at least maybe if it's free uh on hbo or some shit uh, the uh, Disney, I don't Disney know streaming I service. You never know. It depends. It depends. If I'm in, if I'm moved for a good cry, I might go see it. <laughs> if I'm moved for a good cry, like Benno said, I'll just watch the Eagles. Sure. Uh, the there was a trailer I added very late, and um, it got it because this franchise is crazy. Yeah. But uh, we got a Leprechaun, Leprechaun Returns trailer. The Leprechaun franchise is back, and he looks just like Freddy Krueger. I can't. Yeah, get it I, I didn't know. That. I never even hear that they were. Making another one? Me neither, one. So until kinda, yesterday. Yeah, this came out of left field. I don't know if I'm personally going to see this I film. love the Leprechaun movies, dude. I may let this one go. But Did you I ever know, see I... the first one with Jennifer Aniston and shit when, they're in the, when they like lock him in the basement? Years ago. Dude, it's so good. Yeah. I mean, it's bad. I mean, it's I know bad, there's but... a lot of people that you know love the love these movies or the one movie. It's but... like Leprechaun in the Bronx is one of them. Yeah. <laughs> it was like in I the hood. Know, Leprechaun it... back in the hood or something. <laughs> it's just not not my cup of tea. Dude, I love cheesy horror, so if I'm yeah. I'm down, it he looks like Freddy with the big nose yeah. um, in leprechaun form. It was a fun, stupid, disgusting trailer for a bad, bad movie. I can't wait. But Chucky gets revitalized and everybody raves about it. So maybe the leprechaun's going to come back and people will like it. Uh, who, who knows? Uh, let's see. L.J. Basco is in negotiations to play Cassandra Kane, a.k.a. Batgirl, in Birds of Prey. I'm not familiar with her. Me neither. Her name's not ringing a bell. Um, you think we would have done some research? But the one thing I did say, they um, Ruby Rose gave out another picture of her as Bat of, um, well, she's as, as Batwoman, but she looks great. I, she <laughs> looks the story. Great. I know because the- I I don't know this lady. I mean, again, Batgirl, you're playing obviously an iconic right. character. Yeah, you keep talking, Ella J. Basco. You you talk, I'll look. Maybe I do know her, but I don't know. Again, I'd rather have someone I don't know rather than like a a bad cast. Yeah, or it's, like it's taking the. Taking the unknown over the oh fuck yeah it's rather like Jessica Alba or so someone that I really know and I mean I love I wouldn't would not mind Jessica Alba's background I mean it's- she did a little bit of Grey's Anatomy like everybody else she was in one episode of Veep she was in never watched um, any of it I don't even what she looked what she looked like she was in one episode dude she is an unknown she has been in total six five projects been in yes, five and, I've and never for watched one episode anything. each there's one photo of her. We have no. Okay. She's got sunglasses, okay. yeah, so okay. I can't even tell what okay. she really looks like. It's early. It's rumored that she's going to be Cassandra Kane. So, so this is like a completely unknown, um, unknown actress, which is great. I'll take now, it. Now, now it was Cassandra Kane, not not Barbara Gordon. No, Cassandra Kane. Okay, yeah. Isn't Cassandra Kane Batgirl? I think she's like Batwoman. I copied yeah, and pasted this story. Okay, okay. I did not type it. Because so. Batgirl is... <coughs> this was from Barbara Comic Gordon. Book. I copied this from comicbook.com. 
at okay. word for word. Okay. So uh, whatever they said, I said. Child's Play, the reboot, gets a release date of 621. After seeing what he looks like, I, I don't know if I have any interest in this. A little anime chucky. Yeah, I, I don't know if I don't know if this is up my my alley. Dan Aykroyd, and this is bullshit, by the way. Don't believe this story. Dan Aykroyd is still crazy enough to think that Ghostbusters three is happening. The dude has said a script's been be- being written like eleven times now. So why we're even talking about this is annoying. But he says a script is being written right now for about the five hundredth time, and he actually thinks Bill Murray would come back. Like. Who knows? Even even if it was, let's say there was There's some fucking dumb rumor. Harold yeah. Ramis passed away. Right. I I, I think the sh- the ship has sailed. They missed their time to make a Ghostbusters three. They had to stick with the crap reboot they did. Bill Murray said he only wants to come back if he can be a ghost. If he can get killed off in the beginning, know, just and with, a ghost. With, without Harold Ramis, it's <clears throat> it wouldn't be the same for me. No, and Dan Aykroyd has said this a hundred times, dude. Your career is done. Just like accept it. Go back to your time with Tommy Boy. You were great in that movie. I appreciate you as the Sausage King. They, they whatever, missed the boat. Uh, the, they missed the, the boat. auto parts guy. But you missed the boat. And, and he said this dumb shit in an interview. Like, it's not real news. And that bothers me. But what are you going to do? General Mills wants a Count Chocula and Booberry film. And I don't know if, not a joke. And I don't know if you've seen this or not, but the creator of God of War, is it Carl? Uh, Corey Balrog. Corey. He commented, like, I'll write it. Like he, so on, on Twitter, yeah. so I think that was yesterday. I was like, "Really? He would do it? A Count Chocolate and Boo Berry film? I, I don't even know what the hell you even could, could do." A movie I could on see that. a Count Chocolate animated film. It would be like a direct to DVD type like of thing. Adam Sandler did that already with Hotel Transylvania. That's exactly what yeah. I think. That that the the Dracula in Hotel Transylvania, the vampire looks that's exactly, exactly. Like Count that's the guy. So okay. that's exactly what I think of. We have our box office top ten this week. Number ten, staying at number ten at two million dollars as the hate you give. Staying on the list, hanging strong, but dropping from number five all the way down to number nine at four million dollars is Halloween. Dropping from number six all the way down to number eight at five million dollars is Venom. Uh, at number seven, falling all the way from number three. Plummeting in its week two is Nobody's Fool at 6.6 million. New to the list at 7.8. What a bomb. Oh, my God. The Girl in the Spider's Web. I I think recasting and just taking too long to get the sequel. That's a shame. Less than 8 million bucks. Because The Dragon Tattoo was a really good movie. Number five, falling from number four at 8.1 million is A Star is Born. Number four, dropping from number two at 10 million is The Nutcracker in the Four Realms. Number three, new to the list, getting good reviews but not doing very well financially. $10.2 million for the number three film on the list, Overlord. Getting very good reviews. Oh, that was the... um. Uh... Uh, Abrams. Yes. Very, mm. very good reviews. Very there. gruesome. Uh, number two, falling from number one, but still making $31.2 million. So more than the top, what, three or four, three, four, five, and six combined is Bohemian Rhapsody. Ah, and, good. Glad to see he made some money. And number one, and that's the second week. And then number one at $68 million is The Grinch. Damn, really? Wow. Mm-hmm. I, I just can't. I can't wait. You I can't, can't, and I can't wait, my man. You know, it is what it is. Yeah. It's going to be okay, and that's what it is, dude. It's this time of year. People are going to go see that movie, yeah. and they're going to take their kids, and it's going to do well. That's the classic you bet. <laughs> I just did the other night, the Jim Carrey classic. Uh, My man. I love both of them. They are both they both have their ups and their downs. Young Justice Season 3. This is just for you as we move into TV. Finally gets a release date. Coming soon, January 4th. Long time coming, obviously. The season, Long time. Season 2 left on a huge cliffhanger, and I'm glad they're. it looks like they're kind of picking up right where it left off. And I know you picked up the DC streaming service. I did. I'm now a DC Universe subscriber. 
Hey, so, you know, you wanted to get them Titans episodes. You want to stay in tune. And now, <clears throat> perfect timing. Now you have the time to go watch the first two seasons of Young Justice. So get ready for season three, January 4th. John Cryer has been cast as Lex Luthor in Supergirl. The other half of um, Two and a Half Men. You mm-hmm. had Charlie Sheen, John Cryer. At first, I'm looking. I, I, I couldn't picture it. And then I saw some picture of him kind of with his head shaved. I was like, you know what? He probably could do it. And I saw Michael Rosenbaum on Twitter. John Cryer, good luck. You know, I hope you do well, Lex Luthor. Hashtag Supergirl. That was cool. It is time for our weekly dose of Titans talk. Uh, What was this called? Jason Todd? Jason Todd, episode six. Yeah, and... uh, you, I texted you yesterday because I hadn't watched it yet because I was at work, and I said, "How was it?" And usually, if it's like banging, incredible, you text me proactively. Like you, six you know what's funny? I purposely didn't text you because I, I had a feeling you were going to say, "I was like, let me not text him; I'll wait for him to ask." And I literally remember saying that to myself. Yeah, well, you usually are like Titans banging, gotta watch, and I'm like, "Cool, great!" It just yeah. gets me more excited. But you didn't, so I was like, "This episode must have sucked." No, I did watch it at also at five a.m. I could the puppies yeah. had me up, yeah. so it so, was a little early. Well, I texted you and I said. How was it? And you said very good with a bunch of exclamation points. Yep. So usually you say banging. Yeah. So when you say very good. I'm thinking this episode wasn't as great as the other ones for you. See, and and I wanted I wanted you to think that. So there, I <laughs> yo I know how to word shit, right? Yeah, I'm sure you do. Again, that was all plotted out again right from the beginning. I like you know I I like them playing off each other, mm-hmm. kind of like you see like Dick's a little butter. Can can we just say though the guy who plays Dick Grayson is just the perfect? Oh, oh my cast. dude, we can forget about Chris O'Donnell for a while. For real, this uh, guy is amazing. Brendan Thwaites is freaking Dick Grayson. Um, I I, I love kind of him and Jason Todd going back and forth. Like number one, Jason he looks great as Jason Todd. The hair's right, the costumes right, the attitude exactly, and just hearing him talk like, and you see how butthurt Dick is like. Oh my God! Is yeah. another Robin? And he's like, oh, no, I, thought, I thought you're not Robin. Like, yeah. oh, but there's two Robins, you know. Like, I, I liked it. And then here's like, hey, you know, being Robin's the best gig ever. You know, you can be bad guys, get to ride the Batmobile. He let you ride the Batmobile. <laughs> no, dude, I, I cracked up. I was like, ouch, that, that one was good. Yeah, you could tell Dick was like kind of over his Robin persona, but then throughout the show, he's dressed up when he needed to and put the co- the mask on and, and became that Robin persona when he really needed to bring it out. So this Robin never really left him. Yeah. Now he sees this second Robin, Jason Todd, the younger, the attitude, the, the bravado, the badass, if you will. He's like that badass Robin who wants to beat up cops because they beat him up when he was yeah. younger. And so like that, they play off each other very, very well. We now know that the old guy did not die. They handcuffed him up and they drug him to a safe house so we know he does not die. And based on the preview, we know he has actually a continued part of the series. One one thing I really did like what Jason said, he kind of said, you know, like, you left, you know, Batman needs a Robin. You know, Robin is the distraction. He's like, why do you think we wear these colors? And it's like, so true. And then it's like, oh, how, how'd you guys meet? He's, he's like, you couldn't have been Blue Jay, Jason Todd? He's like, no, fuck that. Yeah, he goes, he, Batman needs his Robin. Robin yeah. And then how'd you meet? Whatever. He goes, I, I, I tried to steal the hubcats at the Batmobile, which is exactly <laughs> like the comic. So that I thought that was a beautiful touch. Which is smart in general for the writing back in the original comics. That's a really good way yeah. for Batman to find his apprentice. Kind of, kind I like that kind of of course Batman picking on a troubled child just to kind of change him his ways and there was a lot in this episode that I think comic book readers understood because there was this one scene I can't remember it right now because I watched it at four o'clock this morning so I can't remember everything but there was a scene where it the scene ended at a spot where I was like yeah and but you could tell there was some sort of comic uh, book influence or callback there that that the fans would understand that I just didn't get. I can't remember off the top of my head. If I rewatch the series, I'll let you know. But um, 
and I'm like, okay, there's some comic book stuff. So it's, and I'm like, I got to really get up on this because if I want to understand all the little Easter eggs yeah. and things like that, I'm going to have to understand these comics. So it makes me now as a non-comic reader want to go read about this storyline because yeah. it's really fascinating. And, you know, you, you get introduced to Tony Zuko, who in the comics is the one that, you know, he's saying that they owe someone money. They mm-hmm. kill his parents to kind of settle the debt. And, you know. Dick Grayson's parents, the trapeze. Yeah. He set it on fire or something. Or with with he the He set it up with acid. With acid yeah. which, you, which you see eventually, yeah. you know, that gets, I don't want to say too much, but. Yeah. A lot of flashbacks to young Dick <laughs> yeah. Grayson in this episode. And, and one thing I, you know, I really liked about this was something kind of like, um, I think it was Starfire talking to Dick, like, I'm on my way back. And like, how many Robins are we expecting? None. <laughs> None. And to me, it's like. This is where the Nightwing, I think, is finally going to hopefully start to slowly come into play. Like, he's finally wants it. Okay, there's another Robin. Distance himself from Robin and become something new. But for me, again, as a non-comic reader, this is only episode six. So I'm in no rush for him to get to the Nightwing thing. So, like, when she said – when he says none, and I'm like, damn, he's separating himself from Robin, like – we're going to start to see We only arc have change, five episodes left. Which is crazy. Yeah. We're seeing an arc change already, only six episodes in. Damn, dude, this show is going too fast for me. And I want it to just slow down. I want to get like 20 more episodes of just Robin going on hijinks with like Starfire and Beast Boy and yeah. Raven and even Jason Todd. Uh, I, I really enjoy the whole character. You finally saw the Batmobile in this episode for the first time. Yeah. At least half of yeah, it. Yeah, you see a, a little You see the front of piece. it. <laughs> you see a little piece of it. And again, you see, you see how brutal Jason... Todd can be fighting and kind of yeah, you, you, but you could. Oh, I remember the I remember the thing. I remember it. It wasn't how the scene ended. It was when they were fighting uh, either the cops or uh, Nick Zuko. It was actually when they were fighting Nick Zuko towards the end, and he shot Jason Todd with the acid bullet, and it lit up his R, and it made it really golden. Is that a thing? I think was that the acid in the bullet? Is that what you're talking yeah, about? Yeah, the acid yeah. in the bullet, but it hit the R in his Robin suit, and it actually started to make well, the R glow. I think glow. that's that's kind of how, like that, like they, there's like clips off or something. I think maybe it was just. But the coloring. Does Jason Todd? Is there a thing in the comics where Dick Grayson's is more of a gray, kind of mellow yellow, and his is like a brighter gold? Maybe may, signifying may, I, something. Maybe more of a yellow type of. Because yeah, maybe, maybe that was a comic call. That's exactly what I was thinking. And, and I did like kind of where he said like his capes like mine's like seven times as strong. It's like yeah. just seeing like. Like the, the increments of it getting better and better, and like, see, Dick just like, damn, this guy could do everything. I gets it all. I got shit. And he's this young kid. He's like, don't you think your costume's outdated? And I was like, ooh, double burn. Yeah. So it was, it, was, it was cool. It's an added dynamic because we still don't know a lot about Starfire, about Corey. We still yeah, don't they, know that they much. They kind of took Raven. a back seat in this yeah. episode. And we still don't know much about Beast Boy. They're going, next episode, based on the preview, we're going to get a lot more about that story, specifically about Raven and her father, um, Trigon. But, uh, we, we get a lot of this Dick Grayson and, and, and Jason Todd storyline. And it's really them just solving, I, I say a crime, but really just them thwarting one villain in this episode. And it was almost kind of rushed. The first 20 minutes, there was nothing yeah, about yeah. Zuko. And then and, all of a sudden, and, and, and Zuko, that, his son, the flashback, the bridge scene, and the fight. And I was thinking, like, yeah, it was kind of a fast ending. ending. But then again, you did have two Robins there, kind mm-hmm. of like. The, that and was that a quick. fast fight. Yeah, it that was. That was a fast fight. Because they both. Shoom, shoom, kick, but, mask done but you know again he did get him by surprise he was above him and behind him and then i did like it just shows you how brutal that you know jason's like i could do whatever i want like i get picked on and got him here mm-hmm. you know you can't tell me what to do and then kick the shit out of all these guys and, yeah. and he walks away i like the story behind the acid he's like it feels like a million uh, flies oh, yeah. eating at your flesh i yeah. still feel it and i'm like damn dude this two-faced shit's going nuts because they did drop harvey dent at this at some point in this yeah episode. his name was mentioned i was like oh 
two face. Yeah, so, so we're, that was start, cool. we're starting to see a lot of that. We're starting to see the the Batman villain universe, the bat, just the bigger bat verse, I guess, if you want to call it. Just kind of oh, creeping you're, you're in, in there. You're, you're creeping in there. into the episodes. It's not just about these four individuals anymore. It's a bigger story. It's a bigger world. It's going places. I like that they're integrating characters that are not in the comics, such as that old guy. I think his name's like. Mr. and it begins with like an A. I can't remember. Yeah, I forget. Uh, but we're introducing characters that we're getting to know for the yeah. first time. Uh, we haven't even seen Raven, Beast Boy, and, and Starfire's real powers yet. They only had really we one got big a little, fight a scene. Little, we had a little tease. In the, in the, at the hotel but or the motel. But other than that, we haven't really seen that big, gigantic fight yet, which I'm cool with. Yeah. I like that they're progressing wait for the story. Yeah, wait. I like that they're progressing story. So another really strong episode for Titans. I would still say uh, Doom Patrol is my favorite. Followed by Hawk, Hawk and Dove, Dove yeah. followed by last week's episode together. That's the three yeah, I would say I so far out of the six. Yeah. They're all very good, yeah. um, but th- they're the ones that stuck out to hey, me most. It, again, it's just progressing the story. Next week's episode, episode seven, called Asylum, and it looks like the team's in trouble. The team is in a lot yeah. of trouble, and I want to know how a character got away. <laughs> we'll just say yeah. that. Uh, but. Again, if you haven't yet, you really owe it to yourself to start watching yeah. this show. It is to the point where I paid 80 bucks up front. I'm a DC Universe subscriber now, for the year. And January 4th, you're getting freaking Young Justice. It's well Plus, worth I trust them now with Doom Patrol getting their own show. And I Swamp love them in Titan. Harley Swamp Quinn. Thing, all of it. I'm in. I'm yeah. in, baby. You got yeah, me. I'm sold. I'm in. I almost want to go watch the CW shows, even though I'm not going <laughs> to. Like, I want to, but I'm, I'm not close, gonna. but I'm not there. <laughs> almost. Game of Thrones, the final season, got a release month, and it's coming in April. Right in time for my 30th birthday, baby. How about this, Sam? April 2019, your 30th, mm-hmm. Game of Thrones. Let's say it starts April 5th to 10th, somewhere mm-hmm. in there. That means that with two episodes left of Game of Thrones, we're getting Avengers 4. There's going to be an episode on our show that we're going to be talking about one of the final ever Game of Thrones episodes and our impressions that, of Avengers in the same that episode. That will probably be our show. <laughs> that, I, I would not be surprised yeah. if we just do an episode dedicated yeah, to that. I, because I, I wouldn't be upset. That is going to be the craziest week we've probably yeah. ever had. So expect a not a billion stories yeah, that week. I'm just hoping that these episodes are long. Because I don't care if they're two hours, three hours. I will watch every. I'm day good one. for. I'm good for a solid ninety. Oh, that's that's my hope. Seventy, at least ninety minutes. Five, maybe. Like I'm good with that. I don't want too much. They did say that these There's aren't going to be many. Six movies. episodes. I know. Give me it all. I know. I know. Give I know. me it all. I guess I would say the same. I do love Game of Thrones. I'm going to miss it terribly. George R. R. Martin is teaming up with Hulu for a new sci-fi series called Wild Cards. We've uh, reported this before yeah. that Wild Cards was in play, but I think it was Netflix. So now it's found a home at, at Hulu. Well, good. Is that Hulu? I don't have Hulu, so that at least that's not a, another show I don't have to jump on right I, yet. I do have Hulu, and I will probably watch it. I did give Gunslinger a shot. I like Kid Harrington. Yeah, didn't work for me, so yeah, I'm, I'm willing slow. to give. Yeah. I'm willing to give shows a shot, at least one episode, at least. The Mandalorian Star Wars TV series cast Pedro Pascal as a lead character. And added Gina Carano, a former MMA fighter. She was in Deadpool and Fast and Furious 6. Yep. She was um, the big villain girl in Deadpool. I can't think of her name. Yeah, I forget her name. She but looked, yeah. You know she, she the, the tooth, butch girl. She had the toothpick. Yeah, the, the, yeah, exactly. They have been cast in Mandalorian. Let's talk about Pedro Pascal because he's the shit. And I just recently watched Equalizer 2. And mm. he was in it. Again, he's, I, I think I like anything he's in. Yeah, Equalizer 2, I don't think it was as bad as everyone said. But I ain't going to lie, the end kind of like scene where they end up i thought it was 
bit ridiculous but again it's denzel kicking ass but again anything pedro's in i'm gonna watch a tv reboot of jack reacher is on the way albeit without tom cruise because he's reportedly too short jack reacher's supposed to be six foot five yeah and tom's like five seven five eight and again it's the, the i like the first jack reacher the second one i, I just always okay I, it's, it's just tom cruise kicking ass that, that's all it is to me it's almost like every franchise that he's in it's just tom cruise kicking ass it's just tom cruise uh, a reboot they didn't say where it was going to be at nah i'm yeah. surprised that you don't like it more because you love Tom Cruise yeah. kicking ass. <laughs> I, I did see Night and Day again. I watched at least for the 10th time. I love that movie. <laughs> Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. has been renewed for season 7. And I'm shocked because the 6 didn't even air yet. It's being shortened. I think instead of 22, it's only going to have 13 episodes. The ratings have been going down every single year. I am shocked that it got signed again. Uncle Joey, a semi-autobiographical comedy, is in the works at Fox. It has a Joey Coco Diaz, kind of based loosely on yeah, his motherfuckers. life. Because he had a, you know, obviously a very tough up- upbringing, kind of how he, you know, it'll be him playing him and, you know, having a daughter and a family and how doing the comedy career and probably all sorts of shenanigans he gets in. So, I, But it's at Fox. Yeah, to do it on Fo- it's I'm Fox. I'm shocked it's at Fox. Not a streaming. This is a streaming but service or premium it, cable it's show. It's Uncle Joey. I have to check it out. Uh, it's going to be tame and oh, Joey sure. Coco Diaz is not tame. Oh, no. N- Anything but tape. I need 10 motherfuckers an episode or I'm just like but pissed. I'll still watch it. This is not a Fox show. That's the problem yeah. with it. But I did take your advice last week from the pick of the week and I did watch his um, 20, 27 it, Degenerates minutes. or yeah, something de- like that. Nice and quick. Yeah. Short. You know, yeah. it's funny. Uh, we're moving to the music section. Two quick stories. There is a new Valencia song. First time in, oh, what, five or six yeah, years least, they released least. a new song, Fall Before I Fold. Yeah, it was a very good song. Yeah. He, he still sounds great. Yeah, yeah he Shane's still sounds great. Him, yeah. Shane has been on our show twice as a recurring guest. Uh, thanks, Shane, for coming on. We wish you nothing but the best. Really appreciate it. Valencia still kicks ass. It's a really good song, and it's available everywhere, like Spotify, YouTube, yeah. wherever you want to watch it or listen to it or whatever. Uh, Fall Before I Fold. It is vintage Valencia. Yeah. Very good I song. Uh, also, a new Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness album, Upside Down Flowers. Um, we love Andrew McMahon. Yep. I love this something corporate. This is what, his third I think third full length as a solo Andrew yeah. McMahon in the Wilderness. He's done some EPs and yeah. released a bunch of singles, but I think this is his third full length, 2015, <laughs> 17, and 18. Um, this is Andrew McMahon. Yeah. Um, we we love something corporate. We love Jack's Mannequin. He's a different artist. And now. Lisa, so this is like his like his third like band type. You know what I mean? Like he did it the Matt Jack's Mannequin. Yeah. He did something corporate. Now it's in the Wilderness. Andrew McMahon in the Wilderness. Yeah. Um, and I will say. You can tell in this record, he is a more mature musician. He's an artist. This is not something corporate. This isn't even Jack's mannequin. This is a slower. He's on to the next. This is a slower, melodic, more mature. It's very. It's. It is slow. The record. It's beautiful music. I don't think it's going to hit for everybody. And he was on Michael Rosenbaum's podcast, Inside of You, which was a nice hour, 20 minutes. And it tells like kind of how he started, like what he went through. And obviously, you know, he yeah, had a, the, the trouble, you know, a horrible thing to go through and kind of how he got through it and what made him mm-hmm. do it. And I, I, it was a great podcast. Well, there's a beautiful documentary that he did as well called Dear yeah. Jack. And he meant another uh, talk And about. It's, a, yeah. it's a beautiful documentary. I have it. And I, I think it might even still be on Netflix, but I have it. Um, I have cried every single time yeah. I watched it. I think it was even like Rosenbaum cried at the podcast. It, it, it 
it hits yeah. the heartstrings. It's a beautiful story of Andrew McMahon. I love the new album because I love beautiful yeah. music. I don't think it's going to hit for everybody. If you're expecting Jack's Mannequin <laughs> or you're ex- yeah. expecting something corporate, he is way past that. Yeah. That is 2003, 2005. I mean, he still does a couple songs when he, when he Sure, does. because that's the hits. Yeah, yeah. That's the Andrew McMahon hits yeah, I think that everybody he has loves. To play that, yeah. Right. Uh, but this is a new uh, Andrew McMahon yeah. record. Go check it out. Upside Down Flowers. And again, check out Valencia. On to the other stories. We are running really short on time, so we have to make this quick. Um, instead of doing a full Survivor Series pre- uh, preview, we'll just do a couple things. But before that, for you Black Friday shoppers, again, this is going to be the last episode before you do your Black Friday shopping, unless you shop at 11 <laughs> o'clock at night on Black Friday. Um Amazon will price match all of the big competitors. So as much as they fucked you on pre-orders, they're going to price match. So I'm like, do I really want to order $17 you for a stick of truth on Amazon Am- you or, can't or, or Walmart? Or do I want to just get on Amazon? Who knows? I don't know. But Amazon will price match. Nine out of ten times Amazon's on point. This is a, a great deal. Why go out and wait in eight-hour lines? Shop on Amazon. Yeah. I agree. Amazon Greg, is great. Grudgingly agrees. I, Amazon is great. I love the service. Yeah. I told her that last night. I said, I love your service. I've been a Prime member for 11 yeah. years. Yeah, I love it. 2007? Me too. Yeah. So I love yeah. it. Yeah. It's just frustrating yeah. to pre-order from you. Yeah. That's all. Survivor Series is on Sunday night. NXT TakeOver War Games 2 is tonight, Saturday. Can't fucking wait. I love TakeOver. They always have an amazing pay-per-view. Tommaso Ciampa defending his NXT title versus the Velveteen Dream. We have Undisputed Era, which is Adam Cole, Bebe, Kyle O'Reilly, uh, Robert uh, Robert Strong, and Roderick Strong. I mean, and uh, Bobby Fish, the Undisputed Era, versus Ricochet, the War Raiders, and... I can't remember the last guy. And then we have Johnny Gargano versus Aleister Black. Oh, my God. What a card this is going to be. Go check out NXT TakeOver War Games 2. But tomorrow night, I don't like Survivor Series. Yeah. I don't like the five-on-five teams. They're burying the tag team match on the pre-show. I get why. They'll do it for free. It'll draw ratings. It'll get people to buy the network. Yeah. Got it. But the two big stories... For going into Survivor Series, instead of breaking down each match, because it's just champion versus champion for yeah. the brands, it's not really much intrigue or storyline there. Daniel Bryan beat AJ Styles on SmackDown for the title. Oh, shit. He is your yes. new WWE champion. He beat him on SmackDown, yeah. on TV. Which no one was expecting. After over a year of AJ having the title, Daniel Bryan also turned heel. They had, I think they, they had to do something else. Yeah. They had to bring something else He to reportedly wanted to become a heel and he's got the just, beard just like for Stone his Cold. Guy. Eventually, he had to go heel. And this guy is is, is going to be a great heel. He beats AJ by kicking him in the nuts, then hitting him with his flying knee, pins him. So he basically just stole Shinsuke's whole idea. But Shinsuke guy. didn't get the W. Which was go stupid. figure. Stupid. I wish he did. Yeah. He's buried at the. Yeah. He's the United States champion, and he's buried. Yeah. Never sucks. on TV. He just lost to Rey Mysterio. Give me a break. Um. So, anyways, I love Ray, but he's the champion. Yeah. Give him a fucking break here. Put him in a feud, please. Um, he's wrestling Seth Rollins tomorrow night on Survivor Series. Intercontinental versus US. I do like that. I yeah, do like and that. Seth's going to beat his ass. Probably, probably. <laughs> so, Seth like, is good. Yeah. Unless Dean Ambrose gets involved, Seth is going to beat his ass. So AJ uh, is laying on the mat after he loses. Daniel Bryan's like almost about to cry. He's got the title. Everybody's cheering. Yes, yes. And he just goes, looks up at him, shakes his head, and we're like, no, no. And hits takes him, belt. Takes him. No, dude, he's laying on the mat. Pretend you're laying flat on okay. something behind you, yeah. right? I come over to you. I grab your two hands and I like pull you up a yeah. little bit. He puts his foot on his head and starts stomping his head 
into the mat oh, repeatedly wow. by his hands yeah. up. So he's just like, bam, 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 yeah. smoking him in the dome, dude. And then drops him. AJ's like down and out again. Does it again. Just curb Jeez. stomping the fuck out of this guy. And then he walks off like basically, fuck you guys. I'm a heel now. It was a great, great heel yeah, they, turn. They needed something different. And they did it on SmackDown. Did they still say yes? <laughs> <laughs> uh, they did on SmackDown, which is awesome to finally have a title change on yeah. live TV instead of a pay-per-view. So now instead of AJ versus Brock Lesnar, it's now Daniel Bryan versus Brock Lesnar. Champion versus champion. Brock Lesnar sucks. Fuck him. And Becky Lynch, who is your women's champ she for SmackDown. She got punched right in the face. She's way over. She's yeah. so good as a heel. But Nia Jax clocked her, broke her face, not her nose, yeah. broke her orbital bone yeah. below her fucking eye. And got her a concussion. She's out of yeah. the match. She I, I, I love un- following Ronda. Yeah. Their, their Instagram is so back good. That's awesome. They're yeah. so good. It's, it's Becky is such a good heel. Um, even, should, even Ronda. I'm, I'm liking her better than I thought I would. I hate Ronda Rousey as a character. Yeah. She comes out. All, all smiles. Like she's about to cry. Hi, crowd. Hi. And then, and then gets serious. in there. She's like Mr. Mime. Yeah. It's all serious. But her little duck lips and her stupid eye makeup and her dumb braided hair. You're not a heel. You're not a tweener. Yeah. You're not a face. You're Ronda fucking Rousey. You should be the monstrous chick that you are to beat the shit out of anybody in her way. She just wants to be good to the fans. But she like comes out and smiles yeah. and stuff like that. It's so annoying. Yeah. Just be a heel. Yeah. You're an MMA fighter. You should not be a yeah. face. And people are still going to cheer for you. You can be a massively <laughs> yeah. over heel. Um, and she can't Give sell her time. For, she will. She can't sell for shit. Yeah. She came out. She's her arm new. was supposed to hurt. She looked, oh, yeah. like she looks like Igor just dragging yeah. it to the ring. It was very annoying. But Becky's out. So she handpicked on SmackDown. Sure. Charlotte, who she's been feuding with for a couple months. Yeah. So it was like this weird, uh, you just hugged after you fought for, for three months. Kind of weird. Yeah. But okay, I get it. What else could they it's do? Kind of, kind of real life because you can't wrestle. The doctors won't let her. <laughs> so the card is almost completely changed. Yeah. So if you were going into it not excited, this is exciting. Charlotte versus Ronda Rousey is a WrestleMania main event. Yeah. So we're getting it on Survivor Series. Daniel Bryan is not AJ Styles, at least. At least we have change. It might not yeah, be great. New. And Brock Lesnar blows dick, but at least he'll, uh, at least, you know. It should be a good match. It should hopefully. be a good match. Daniel Bryan um, should get the best out of him, at least. So that'll be good. The card is not bad. So I'm excited for, for Survivor Series. Hopefully you tune in as well. Uh, lastly, Adidas is releasing a Game of Thrones shoe collaboration. Yeah, since the Dragon Ball Z shoe, it, it sells out instantly. If you don't know somebody or if you work at a damn store, you can't get these shoes. Yeah. So, and these some of the like shoes these that were shoes. coming They're out. They're pretty ugly, though. The Game of Thrones <clears throat> ones are pretty ugly. The, the one was okay. Um, the one I saw was, I think it was Daenerys I liked. Yeah. But it's still cool. I, I, hey, I go ahead for a D's for, for you know, trying something new to go keep with the collaborations. And again, I'm sure they're going to sell out. And us normal people, we can't get it. All right, we'll do our Patreon shout-outs for the week. Again, doing it by memory. Mike Forward, thank you very much. Uh, Sam Reimer, we already called out earlier in the show. Twitch.tv slash MyKnifeYourLife. Bradley Epstein, which is at North Comics on Instagram. Jay Sanford, 9482. AF Log Dog. Darren Monroe. Elijah Elliott. Did I already say Mike Forward? I think you did. Um... It's only one. Oh, Thomas Chisholm. Second week in a row. I yeah. forgot our boy Tommy Chisholm. Appreciate you. And our $10 patron. Thank you so much. Alan Santos. You're our boy. It's twitch.tv slash Terrorizon. We <laughs> couldn't do this show without our patrons. Literally, we mean that. Yeah. It's November. We just had to pay up for our uh, yes. for our services again. So you helped us. You kept the With, show yeah, on the without air. Without you guys. Without you, there is no show nothing. right now. So thank you very much, Sam. Pick of the week. Let's get the fuck out of here. I think it's 
comes a perfect timing to say Castlevania season two. Mm-hmm. I, I think it's even better than the first season, even though the first season was only four episodes. Second one is eight. Again, the first four episodes is a slow build, tells the story where you kind of see what happens to um, Dracula's wife and how he basically wants to kill all humans. And then some of the vampires are butter because that's their feeding source. So there's going to be some feuds there. And the last four was some, some nice bloody violence from what you know from the first four episodes. And now just knowing that it's in Devil May Cry has the same universe. So maybe one day we're going to see Alucard versus Dante. It's just another reason to watch. Check it out on Netflix. Castlevania season two. I wanted to and say, it's already signed for season three. I wanted to say this during the pod, but I wanted to save it for last in case people have tuned out already. I'm a good husband. I bought Ashley Backstreet Boys tickets for the two of us. She's got to get out of the house, dude. You know, she's got to get out of the house. So it's August. So I have like ten months to prepare for a Backstreet Boys concert. And this is a kid who used to love in sync. Always hated God the Backstreet have mercy Boys. On your son. It's gonna be an and it's gonna be an event. I got twenty third row. God bless I you. saved up for these bad boys. You poor soul. Yo, this show better kick ass because like, better hope. <laughs> I'm ready to put a bullet in my head already. I said, hey, listen, if uh, if I really don't feel like going, take Danielle. She can go for free. There you go. There you go. I already bought the ticket. Yeah. What do I care? Yeah. My pick of the week is for the second time in three weeks, maybe even the se- no second time in three weeks. Last week was Daniel Tosh. Um, one of the newer bands I'd heard of in the past month or two. Uh, really, really fallen in love with them. Really excited about them. I the Mighty. Uh, they're in fucking. Incredible, man. I haven't heard a band like this in a long time. So really excited about them. They had an album come out last year in 2017, Where the Mind uh, Where the Mind Wants to Go slash Where You Let It Go. Uh, it's 11 songs. It features the song Pet Names, which is at the current moment, like my favorite song. I listen to it like three times a day. It's really, really <laughs> good. I the Mighty, incredible Brett Walsh, I believe is the lead singer's name. Incredible voice, incredible message behind the songs. Love it. Good rock and roll. Um, so yeah, I the Mighty, check them out now on any service that you have. Watch Castlevania Season 3 on Netflix. It's been a long one. We're over two hours. Um, so we appreciate you guys hanging in. Again, if this was your first time, hopefully it's not your last. We'll see you this Friday for episode 117. Again, rest in peace. Stand the manly. Excelsior. of the ESO Network. Be part of the crew and help support our shows by donating to our ESO Patreon or by shopping through Amazon.com or the TeePublic store, which can all be found at www.esonetwork.com. The ESO Network, your station for all things geek.